0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Stacks. This is Jay.
1: And no one expects the Shanish Inquisition.
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, uh, our <laughs> Well,
1: if you do the subject matter, you are probably absolutely expecting the Shanish Inquisition.
0: Well, yeah, uh, kind of. Well, I mean, it's not the Spanish Inquisition in this. It's it a is different not, Inquisition.
1: But, uh, they're bad, but they're just as bad, or he's just as bad, or... It's all, It's just, it's
0: bad. It's bad. It's It's pretty bad. Uh, it's very bleak. Uh, th- this is Witch Hammer, our first film this week from 1969, uh, directed by Otakar Vavra. Uh, this is a Czech film. I think we've probably done something Czech previously. I, th- I think actually I feel like the we previous have. movie in the set was. Was it? Right? I don't remember. I think it was Czechoslovakian like this one. Um and th- this is specifically the, the Czech region, uh, but it was banned there, uh, once the communists retook power after the Prague spring, uh, cause it's not, <laughs> not subtly talking about the Stalinist purges and stuff. Like it's, it's pretty much on the surface. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, and, and, you know, of course they use also like actual transcripts from, uh, inquisition interrogations, uh, As soon as I saw that the thing, I was like, oh, no.
0: Yeah, like this is it's based on real trial transcripts from the 17th century. So this is all pretty much fact based. But I would say all of the behind the scenes stuff where you see people talking behind closed doors. I feel like that's a direct direct commentary on uh, the Soviet kleptocratic communist regime that was going on at the time.
1: Oh yeah, and and of course, it's also definitely an allegory for just class differences altogether.
0: Well, like I, I would say, especially uh, uh, sexual uh, gender. <clears> it's a yes. lot of stuff about uh, female oppression. Like that's a major, major theme in this. Like oh, yeah. I, I would say, kind of the core theme and, and sort of where it starts, uh, because it, it opens with that sequence in the bathhouse.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. All the other stuff happened, so I forgot about that.
0: So it's like just real female community, feminine community. Uh, it's just a, a lot of women in the bathhouse, uh, and, and there's no men present. Uh, and this is intercut through with this lone monk, and, and he kind of speaks to the camera the whole movie, and he's just filthy. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, he's talking about how the devil is going to rise up, and lo and behold, the devil appeared, and he took the form of woman, and woman is the devil, and he goes off.
0: Well, he's like a YouTube incel, you know? Uh, He He is
1: exactly that. He even has like the facial hair.
0: He has the kind of crappy facial hair. He's filthy. He's wearing a hoodie. It's in the dark, and he's staring directly into the camera with these beady black dead eyes. And And just imagining
1: the uh, like some funky font with uh, seduced by devil. Yeah, like question mark, exclamation mark, question mark.
0: Because he's doing this whole paranoid rant about the evils of women, like not witches, but women.
1: Yeah, just just regular women. Just, you know, the regular ones.
0: His opening line is a woman's womb is the gateway to hell. Uh, And does that
1: mean that all babies come from hell?
0: I mean, that kind of does seem to be uh approach well, to everything yeah. later. And, and that kind of would seem to reflect his approach to uh, life. Uh, but yeah. it, I I would say that this is really key to both positioning this in terms of classical horror, because most classical horror is sort of about female sexuality in, in, in various different ways. Like, you know, uh, vampires are obviously very sexual. Oh, yeah. Uh, And Frankenstein is is sort of a creation of the the idea of men of science uh, cutting women out of the equation of life uh, and and, uh, various things like that. Obviously, werewolves have a very uh, feminine aspect with the moon and everything.
1: Man, we just have not gotten over that whole serpent apple thing, have we?
0: It's just like uh, men and women have... have, uh, uh, had issues through history that uh, have just not been resolved.
1: Like, issues, I love it, but yeah, that's that's true though.
0: Like, it it's it's so strange. Like it, it colors so much of horror, uh, and it, it's just crazy that we're here in the twenty first twenty first century, and it's not really resolved now. It's a little better, most oh, places, yeah. well, not all places. Who, who Getting worse the, some places. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, who are the slasher, like, the slasher villains' main victims, usually?
0: Teenage well, girls. M- most of the time. Kind of just teenagers, but the the the, the quirk there, and I, I think what's key to horror, and also why all of this horror is sort of about uh, horror based around men's evil reactions to femininity, and... Uh, little things like female folk magic here is is that uh historically horror has primarily a female audience and in like slasher movies it's usually a final girl like the 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 character who gets out of it is usually a girl too
1: usually yeah
0: it's it's very rare that a guy succeeds you very rarely get a final guy that's super rare and the one the first time they did it like People hated it. <laughs>
1: I can't even remember one off the top of my head. I'm sure I've
0: seen him, but... Nightmare on Elm Street right too. Now. Oh, okay. There's not a lot. It's it's pretty uncommon. It's still not very frequent. But yeah, th- this guy really feels like just a, a YouTube incel. He's just delivering this rant to camera, and we see real female community in this bathhouse that's just, you know, simple. It's it's uh, easygoing. Everybody's just bathing. Uh and this guy is filthy and in the dark and creepy and he looks unwell. He does,
1: doesn't he? He definitely doesn't have a dental plan.
0: And and he he like we, we get like an intense close up of his just dark, empty eyes staring at the camera. He's like, a woman's embrace is like the snare of the hunter. I was like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> I like it. And that's it really why does. she wouldn't
1: go, take me to the prom.
0: Yeah, it completely feels like that same incel rhetoric. It's very strange.
1: Uh, we also start with a bang. I don't know if this is before. Or after oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that would be in there, I think. The banger song.
0: Pretty cool classic. Uh, I think it's a Finnish folk song or something. Uh, but yeah, it it, it kind of slaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: the devil's going to come and take Today. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly. How Something it goes. like that. Yeah, it could very, very e- like it feels like a metal song without being metal.
0: It feels like the sort of thing that people would have gotten into during the pandemic, like when people were into sea shanties. They were in. Oh man, I forgot. Yeah, about there was that. A, there was a whole thing with that. Yeah, um, that's right. So yeah, uh, after this, it moves to this high baroque church, this this really wealthy Catholic church, and. Like I, I think very conspicuous wealth is a big part of oh, the church side God, of everything yeah. here. Mm-hmm.
1: That's like the one guy's point. He's like, I don't even care about religion. I'm a lawyer.
0: Yeah, although I'm just he here for the that, money, basically. He 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 also isn't that, but it's the, just the gulf between rich and poor is so vast. Oh yeah, and. They, they have a vested interest in keeping it fast, and like they specifically will contrast it very directly a lot of times. And like starting here with this poor old lady who tries to steal a host so that, you know, the, communion uh, for.
1: Yeah. And uh, here I thought she was just uh, the girl from Don't Deliver Us e- From Evil. Just somehow transported back in time when she, uh, I don't know, This this isn't going anywhere
0: she uh well, like uh, the the don't deliver us from meal thing, they easily stole lots of hosts because they were unguarded <laughs> and they went when people weren't there, uh, and their
1: families were rich,
0: yeah well and and it was a whole like school situation this woman, she it it wasn't much of a plan, you know there was no plan there,
1: she just took the thing
0: she really was not thinking of the consequences of her actions because it is. A relatively very unimportant thing, like because it, it it's good to bring up. Don't deliver us from evil, where they stole tons of them and actually did some of the things that uh, these people are accused of doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even there, it's just kind of ridiculous childhood bacchanalia, but it doesn't even it like it doesn't seem evil or dangerous until. Uh certain things happen in that one where like those are yeah. just not well individuals.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the evil stuff has nothing to do with the stolen communion wafer. Yeah. Uh just like how nothing that happens here has anything to do with the communion wafer either either.
0: True, true. Uh and very It's quickly, just an excuse. It it is an excuse to to oppress and steal. Mm-hmm. So th- this poor old lady, she she like, you know, she, she puts a a napkin down so she can spit out the communion wafer right after it's put on her tongue and like wrap it up so she can take it home with her.
1: It just upsets me just how silly the whole thing is that kicked the whole thing off and they should have been, it should have just been like, well, that was a real stupid thing you did, get out of here.
0: I Yeah, like it should have ended with Lautner talking to her in, in the next scene, but it doesn't and it's really the fault of Schmidt. Uh, Schmidt is entirely to blame for all of this.
1: Is uh, that the unibrow guy?
0: The the younger uh, later, priest?
1: That later is all like, no, yeah, when yeah. I saw them in the fire, are yeah. we the baddies?
0: Yeah, he, he comes to regret his choices pretty quickly, but not quickly enough.
1: Yeah, because this was 100% his fault. The Our yeah. evil guy hasn't even shown up yet.
0: No, yeah, and, and this guy summons him. It's his idea to bring him, and he just has no idea what he's getting into. Yeah. So uh, an altar boy sees her and tattles. So, again, like this sort of uh, in terms of the Soviet allegory of this, you know, this would be the everyday person kind of tattling on their neighbor for basic cheap favor uh, under the Soviet system, which kind of really rewarded tattling. Yep. And she's taken to the sacristy where Schmidt, you know, dresses her down and he's already brought the sheriff in. Like he he very quickly he calls the sheriff. He like this is a huge deal to him. Like he's he's losing it.
1: Oh yeah, man! Like this is the supposed to be the body of Christ or something. This is like super blasphemous. How could you even? Well, I was gonna give it to a cow. You
0: were what? Yeah. So the, the this cow stopped giving milk, and it, it, it was like the, the village midwife's cow. And she wanted the host to give to the cow for this folk remedy. Yeah, like uh, harmless it's, as it's fuck. So, it's it's so mild. Like it it kind of speaks more to a genuine belief because they're like, well, you know, if we give this, uh, you know, this this fragment of the body of Christ to this cow, it should miraculously make it better because it's such oh, a powerful thing. Fuck
1: yeah! So like, they're they're, they're this is actually proof that they. Do believe in God and Christ and all that. Not and to... fear
0: witches later. Like they, yeah. they explicitly talk about like they don't go to this place that they keep accusing them to because they're afraid that witches are there. Like it's, it's so backwards, but it's just they it's like just the hammer of fate coming down on these people brutally. The witch hammer of fate. The witch hammer. Yeah. So we, we see this rich noblewoman, the countess, holding court.
1: Uh, boob lady, as I called her, because the camera loves her uh, big ornate cross that sits right in her corseted cleavage.
0: Yeah, heavily corseted. It's it's really pushed up. Uh, I, I think intentionally that's sort of her look. Oh, yeah. uh, and that the Schmidt is kind of obsessed with her in a way that he can't express and can't really come to grips with. So he's just going really hard against these people.
1: Yeah, he's like, if I do whatever, just just go hard at whatever I do. Boot lady will like me, is I what I figure his thing was.
0: It, it does kind of seem like that. He really seems to be looking to curry favor with her, very yeah. specifically.
1: Of course, it her. could also be because she's a countess. And, that know, too. That's yeah. That's who you curry favor with.
0: Yeah, uh, but like they're they're around this very elaborate dinner table, which I think is an an important note here that when they bring in this poor old lady to interrogate her they're sitting around this huge feast that is unimaginable for her
1: oh yeah they're they're having dinner while they're
0: doing this it's a huge like giant multi-course meal and it's it's the most heartbreaking thing to me in the entire movie that this line just breaks my heart because like she's talking about she, she recites the thing again that they needed it for the cow and she promised her a quart of peas and some bar- barley flour. And she's like, "I know it was wrong, and I I shouldn't have done it, but I wanted the peas so much." And like, that's legitimately heartbreaking to me. Like that, yeah, that's like, like just, she has so little. <laughs>
1: I just wanted, just wanted some, some, pe-
0: some, some Imagine peas. Just
1: wanting some peas. Oh my god, I've I've been there. I've wanted, well, maybe not peas specifically, but I there's times when I would have done some crazy shit for some peas.
0: Well, some f- for food and stuff. Like yeah. it, it's it's such a th- it, it, it's such a small thing for such a reasonable reason that like uh-huh. it's it's very brutal. And Dean Lautner, who's sort of our hero in this movie, uh, hero in the like he's our martyr, I would say.
1: He's as heroic as anybody. He's is...
0: the most heroic figure for sure. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: And he like he understands this. He's like. This is just harmless superstition, uh, and he can't be very sympathetic publicly because he's in front of the countess. The countess seems to be very reactionary.
1: Oh yeah, she's all, like the first thing she. One of the first things she says is, "Ooh, I've never seen witches before. Can you bring it in? This is going to be so
0: neat." Yeah, she she does she doesn't like the poor. They're a novelty at best, mm-hmm. and and they they get out of her that there's the old Davidka woman. Uh, gave them the idea. But the folk magic Uh-oh. thing. You know, she she does charms. And charms. Uh-oh. Yeah, you you figure Schmidt, you can see in his head just Dutch angles clanging alarm bells. Like this is shaking him to the very core.
1: Yeah, whereas Lautner's like, uh yeah, whatever. Just Twenty Yeah, it, he basically says, This is really stupid, 20 Hail Marys and get the fuck out.
0: Yeah, and because she's he says, who? And she's says, "Well, oh, she's just an old witch," and da 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 it is. It's like <laughs> yeah, not yeah. Mean
1: witch in like the the heretical sense. I just meant you know she she like does alchemy yeah, and stuff. You know, I mean you, you know, know
0: makes charms. Heredities? She she just cures animals. She's basically like a local folk medicine veterinarian type woman, just like a, a total simple folk. And the old priest is like, "Look, there's." probably dozens of old women in in this neighborhood who just work charms and folk remedies like that it's meaningless but schmidt's like no it's definitely a coven it's like you you she do you see her going out at night does she receive visitors
1: (laughs) (laughs) and the old lady's basically i i don't know
0: yeah and she still doesn't quite see that the danger she's gotten herself in because like she laughs it's just like who would come to visit her she's 70 yeah, yeah that's right and oh like I, I really feel for her she's like what what are you people talking about this is crazy because you know she knows that what she did is not like allowed but but it's not I, I the think end of the world not, not so she would figure yeah And Schmidt has already reported to the Bishop's Consistory, which seems like kind of a a sinister organization when we when we get peeks into it.
1: Yeah, I don't like the
0: bishop. No, the bishop's a bad dude. And the countess, of course, backs him up. She's like, oh, yeah, uh, law and order all the way. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. If we don't if we don't crack down on crime, then there's going to be more crime.
0: Yeah. Uh, Go get him, Ted Cruz. And Lautner, he's like, okay, I guess we have to have an inquisition. Look, I I know this guy, uh, Casper Hooter. He's he's a fair and reasonable judge. He's wise. And they're like, isn't he suspended from office? Like, oh, my God, he let off four witches scot-free.
1: You can't have innocent people or you can't let people who have been accused of witchcraft be found innocent that
0: that's that's insane they were witches if they were accused they were witches so they're like no i, I don't think that's going to work and schmidt's like i know this guy mr bublig and he's retired but he lives nearby uh he he's a hardliner he's got 40 years of experience and he's like uh, a is like yeah he has Zero legal training. He he's just making up shit though.
1: <laughs> yeah, he 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 basically even as, says like I don't need to read books. I can just make shit up. It's fine. He
0: he knows one book. Uh, so ultimately, uh, because Schmidt is the law and order guy, the countess backs him up, and they have to go with Bublik. And Bublik now works as just this slovenly innkeeper with his cohort Hay. The, these two nasty guys who they they kinda have like a Burke and Hare relationship.
1: Kinda, yeah. That that's the, kinda how I They
0: they feel like a serial killer duo, more or less. They they just like they they got official sanction.
1: Mm-hmm. And they would have just been harmlessly running this in if if it weren't for all this bullshit.
0: Yeah, they they maybe are killing people here. They don't look like they're taking in much money. They look Scummy. They, they're, they they're badly so, dressed.
1: Yeah, yeah. uh Who who is it who comes to see him? Is it Lautner?
0: I think it's Lautner who's sent to go hire him and bring him back.
1: Yeah, and he's like, dude, clean yourself up a little bit. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, and like, what the hell? And I'm you know I'm looking for this guy who's supposed to run this place. Boblig. It's like that's me. It's like that's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But then. You know, he dresses up for his meeting with the Countess.
1: Time to put on my uh, judge cosplay.
0: Yeah. And he explains to her how, well, we'll fund the trial by just taking all of the stuff that belonged to the condemned. We'll just take all of it.
1: That's what you did back then. Yeah. Uh,
0: And he's. Might
1: even be what you do now, kind of
0: in some cases, it kind of the state does end up taking everything uh oh, definitely but, that's
1: what you did back then,
0: and <laughs> certainly here uh certainly when it's the church dealing out justice uh, oh, yeah. justice is very absolute when it's biblical uh, and churchy, uh which is why you don't want to be in a theocracy, no, so you don't <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's basically just explaining straight out uh this is his license to steal and murder i the i because he, he's talking us like, well, those, those women who are accused are, uh, I mean, they, they have no money. We're, this is not really going to get us anywhere. And he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, for them, sure. But we'll see who they roll on. You know he, he's, he's basically saying, I'm, I'm going to just kill he's whoever I want to. Yeah,
1: he's basically saying right from the get-go, he's going to fleece this countess in this community and kill whoever he doesn't like or whoever he can steal from.
0: Like, he's he's pretty transparent about it. It's it's pretty clear from the get-go. He's rude to everyone. He's very unpleasant. And he's gross. And they should know, but they don't clue in quick enough.
1: Yeah, because he dresses up really good in his judge cosplay.
0: But he's so weird. Like, he's such a gross weirdo. Because, like, the, the thing with the hot water, how whenever someone pours him wine, he wants some hot water poured into it and stirred yeah. with his finger. And he's just always cold, which... Is sort of a sign of severe depression or self-loathing. By the way, <laughs> if your all oh, your your extremities are just constantly cold, your legs and arms, that's usually a sign of depression, severe.
1: Or a sign that he's actually the devil himself, because the devil, being in hell, would be so used to it being hot that temperate climates would feel really cold.
0: I suppose so
1: cuz usually not always but usually when the guy is talking when the monk is talking about and then the devil did this and that and that and this it, it is also cuts he's doing. to doing yeah yeah and it usually cuts to him like on one of his drunken rants
0: well he he is definitely the force of evil in the movie it's just that oh, yeah. evil is not satanic evil is human and banal mm-hmm. so we cut to the interrogation of these first 3 women and we, we see a couple torture int- implements that don't get used. There's the nail chair and these torture masks.
1: Oh, God, it, I forgot about the nail chair. Yeah, I'm ooh, glad we don't see that
0: one. I'm glad we don't. Uh, we see a few. There's a couple that they really stick to. So we we get the accusations. They've been supposedly stealing lots of wafers. You know, they, I mean, they caught their stealing that one, so there's probably been stealing tons of them over the years.
1: Definitely right. not a one-time thing to hear a cow. That was definitely oh, a lie.
0: Obviously, a transparent, absurd lie. Um, so, the, and they've been taking them to Peter's Rock and cavorting with demons in various ways.
1: But I've never been to Peter's Rock. Uh, that's what they all say. Next, right. you're probably going to tell us Peter's Rock doesn't even exist because no one's been there.
0: Because that, that's what the midwife says, and, and she she follows that up like. I'm I'm afraid to go there. I've heard witches fly around there. And it's like, oh, man, lady, you, you know what you're here for, right? Maybe not. Yeah, so
1: hold, hold on. So you can confirm that there's witches at Peter's Rock and you saw them, huh?
0: And she's like, no, I, I'm i afraid to go there because I've heard this. And we, we cut to uh, Lautner at a party where he's friendly with uh, the, the people throwing the party who own the dye works, the Sattlers.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they. Yeah. Then I remember them now.
0: Yeah, things don't go well for them either. Uh, he's nope. he's talking to the father. Uh, like they're they're wanting to marry off the daughter, but the daughter doesn't want to marry this guy. And he's like, don't don't force her to marry some dude that she doesn't want to marry. You're you're gonna ruin her life. And for what? Just just let her marry for love. Come on. Don't be a dick.
1: But and, this and, is sixteen ninety whatever. Daughters aren't people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it sort of is in that sort of area where a lot of places weren't really doing the whole marriage for love thing just yet. But that, that's kind of a relatively new invention in some places. Mm-hmm. So at the party, one of the prosecutors there is like, well, the, the three old ladies have confessed.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. This this is the part where the, he's basically like, man, we got them to admit that they fly around on broomsticks. Lol.
0: And Lautner's like, come on, you know it's bullshit. You, you and and he's he's warning them like, you don't know what you're getting into with this. He he clearly is aware of previous yeah. instances of bubliking. Bubliking, not gross. He's got a disgusting name. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: But you know, it's it has happened. I mean, yes, he himself has been doing it. Bublik, that is, had been doing it for forty years, and then the glorious history of
0: Obliging. yeah yeah uh and he's he's like doing it literally by the book so mm-hmm. he he goes into the other room and we we see him meet his maid zuzana who is very much in love with him and it is requited but you know it's it's a yeah, whole it's, thing
1: it's <laughs> a, it's a whole thing it's like the priest can't marry the maid uh the priest isn't even supposed to have a maid it, it's a whole thing
0: yeah So then Boblig and Hay show up at Lautner's house for an unannounced visit.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, This is before they decide that nobody's going to let him into their house. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, hey, why don't I just have my guy hang out in the servants' quarters and then I'll come up and impose on you?
0: Yeah, I just want to rifle through your stuff a bit and kind of look for maybe some ways I can tear you down. I don't know.
1: Hey, I see you got a violin.
0: Yeah, you play the violin. You know, that's not not kind of a priestly instrument. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it'd be a shame if uh, that somehow got used to against you. And
0: he, like he starts the looking. The devil
1: went down to Georgia with a
0: fiddle. <laughs> he he starts picking through his bookshelf, and you know, it, like oh, all these law books. That's interesting. He's like, hey, I guess you wouldn't be familiar with those sort of things. I'm like, nope. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I only read one book.
0: Although we don't, you, yeah, we don't get to Oh, that no, that's or, not yet. That's so, later oh, okay, on,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Zuzana comes in to serve them drinks, and he trips her just to be a dick.
1: Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out if there was a reason for it, and there isn't. He's just a dick.
0: Yeah, he, he just wants to mess with her. He, he's showing that he has power over everyone, even now. Like, now that he is here, they can't get rid of him. And he's, like, talking about how rich the town is. Uh, and it reminds me of, like, when I was in elementary school. There was this tough, out-of-town kid. You know, he was, he was new in, in town, so he had to act real tough. And it, he, he came to my house after school and he was like, Oh, it would be pretty easy to be in this place. I was like, you're a great <laughs> 6. I'm one guys. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're 11. Come on. Oh, man. It reminded yeah. me of that. He's like, Oh yeah, look how rich this town is, you know, you're probably just ripe right for the picking, you know.
1: I bet I could take you down with a judo throw.
0: Yeah. Uh and, and he's talking about how the saddlers, oh, the, you know, they they've really come up in the world with their they've owned this they bought this dye Works recently. Look at that. And he's he's just so envious and grasping.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's no morals, there's no belief in anything. It's just him with his beady eyes looking for shit to steal.
1: Basically, yeah.
0: And they get kicked out because uh, the evil cohort just starts shit. He's he's asking one of the other servants, uh, Florian, uh, about are, are there any magic signs on Zuzana?
1: Yeah, any like magical marks on her body. Yeah. And, and it's like, dude, keep your witch hammer in your pants.
0: Yeah, even Bubleg is like, we're on church ground here. Come on, man.
1: We're we're not even done phase one of the plan. Now, once yeah. we get to phase five, you can do this shit.
0: Like he's the dumber one, the the second in command guy. Hey, he's just sort of the muscle.
1: Yeah. The, and, the muscle and uh, manservant and
0: yeah, maybe there there is kind of a homoeroticism to a lot of their uh, entanglements. I feel like, especially when they're. Uh massaging when they're alone. Later. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're they're frequently alone later on. We we kind of get a lot of scenes of just the two of them talking about all of their acquisitions and what else they're going to evil they're going to commit. <laughs> what are we going to do tonight, Boobly? <laughs> Same yeah. thing we do every
1: night, hey? Try to take over and kill a bunch of old women.
0: <laughs> Try to uh burn this town to the ground. And so like the peas line is one that really breaks my heart. You know the the woman who who's just like I just wanted those peas so bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the other one that that really twists the knife is is here when Lautner after throwing them out talks to Susanna and she's like, anyone can insult me whenever they want. Yeah. And and like that really cuts to the core of her dilemma that like she's an orphan and she just kind of has no place to go in the world and she's in love with this guy and he's in love with her but he won't marry her because it's not proper in some way
1: yeah yeah and and he's even not like her existence is kind of like an open secret sort of thing it's like yeah he's not supposed to have a maid being a church deacon but he does and everyone just kind of like yeah well you know he's it's kind of just guy will let it slide
0: yeah, everybody likes him. He's very popular. They, they don't like him because he's popular. That's exactly later.
1: it. <laughs> that later on, we, somebody mentions, is like, well, we find it suspicious how popular you are with the parishioners.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that's what the bishop doesn't like about him. Uh-huh. So I'm too nice to the riffraff. Yeah, uh, people like you. You, you must be uh, treating people with charity. That's not one of our beliefs. So uh, we, we get back to the trial. And we start seeing some torture happening. The midwife gets the thumbscrews and she confesses, confesses, quote, unquote. We're going to have a lot of. Yeah.
1: More like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's the thing you said is the thing that happened.
0: So are you going to stop now? It's super clear that they're always reciting things that they've been told and not saying things that happened.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Especially when he's, uh, or when one of them is like testifying before the tribunal and keeps looking back to uh, Hay to make sure that she's saying it right.
0: There's a bunch of those. Yeah. Because like, it's it, so after the midwife gets the thumbscrews, we see the original old lady. Uh, I can't remember her name. I have it here somewhere. It's uh, something Shuva or what? Uh, shuchova. Uh, Hay is like pestering her. He has her standing up in like all night in the in the cell just yeah. coaching her on what she's supposed to confess and basically who else she needs to con- she 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 needs to accuse for them uh-huh. cuz he suggests here or he asks her if she saw Mrs. Tobiashova, who owns the bathhouse yeah which notably the center of female community in the town right as we've seen uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and we see, like, so we, we basically do cut from him him coaching her on what she has to say and then her trying to recite it. And we, we get the confessions, our first set of confessions about the bizarre things that they're said to have done there.
1: Yeah, it's all like.
0: It's very it's scatological.
1: So, yeah. And it's so over the top always.
0: You know what it reminds me of? McMartin Preschool it's um, It's like the toddler confessions in the satanic ritual abuse scandals of the age, oh
1: God, yeah, oh, yeah, I know this one starts where where she's like, and then they put candles in my butt,
0: yeah, She bent over and they put candles in her butt, and she served as a candlestick for the party uh, after she had sex with her gallant martin, right, right, uh, and. Yeah, it's it's so patently ridiculous and it would be laughable in any other circumstance. But it, it's it's exactly like these uh, the the satanic ritual abuse things like, oh, and then they flushed me down the toilet and I went to this other spot. And, you know, it's, it's like yeah. that. It's completely ridiculous. Yeah, totally. So they, they talk to Davidka, the old witch, and she's pretty firm for a while about the accusations being untrue, because like she's been brought in after the other two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they she's like I'm not responsible for what they said, but no, I didn't do the thing.
0: Yeah, that's what what are you talking about? I I can't believe that stuff. And they bring out Shuchova and she's been coached for this eventuality. It's like, "Oh, Davidka's possessed by a mute spirit. I already know about this.
1: That's why she won't talk because that's why she the won't devils.
0: Talk.
1: Not yeah. making it so she can't."
0: Yeah, so we're we're going to have to torture her to to get that mute spirit out of there. Uh and they stretch her on the rack until she confesses.
1: Uh yeah, this part this is the part where I actually had to stop watching because because I started watching when I was high and that was a bad miss- Yeah, bad idea. Bad yeah, idea.
0: I, I could have warned you from that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I was thinking about asking but I was like, "You know what? We haven't done any <laughs> We haven't done any risky ones in a while."
0: Yeah, the prime risky one for this. Yeah. I, I, and like i I'd say what what's most notable at this point is that all of the tribunal judges look pretty troubled. They're like, "Oh, this isn't good <laughs> they they're all giving each other looks through all of this like we're we're in over our heads guys we we made a mistake here, but who can do anything now that it's in motion? like they've set this thing running,
1: yeah, yeah, but like it's it's right here where I had to stop where they're like. Where she's finally like, yes, yes, I confessed to all of whatever those two said. And yeah. then he's like, who else was with you? Name yeah. them. And then she just is like,
0: oh. And, no. we and that, that's to, where I had to
1: stop. Yeah. I was like, and, oh God.
0: Because we, we, we cut from there to the three stakes that are currently raised on the hill. And we'll cut to that hill and see more and more stakes up there. Yeah, we don't see a lot of
1: burnings, but we do just see more and more stakes every time.
0: Yeah, because I think they do kind of just mass burnings there. There's two separate big events where they burn just a bunch. Uh Uh, And it's three the first time and then like a whole bunch another time. So Bublig then goes to Davidka's cell to press for more victims. And this is where she's like, it was you. I saw you there. And she starts screaming at him.
1: Yeah, like, I saw you. You're the devil. Come on now.
0: Yeah, like, you were there, You're you are the most
1: evil person in this whole town.
0: And he's, she's totally right. Uh, and she keeps making a commotion. Uh, so Hay strangles her to death.
1: Yeah, he he's like, looks at Hay and he's like, don't you know what to do to make her shut up? Come on. Yeah.
0: W- Deal w- with w- this. W- this is your job. Come on. And we cut to like going to the countess. He's like, well, it's really devil.
1: tragic that she died somehow.
0: No, I, I he knows exactly how, oh, how yeah. it happened. The devil broke her neck to prevent her from talking. And and like it's someone one of the priests there. I, her older priest, not the not Schmidt, but the the other older guy. Oh, yeah. Who uh also has kind of a, a rough end, but not quite getting uh, to. He, he doesn't end up in the trial. He doesn't manage to get there. But uh, he, he says right away, and's like, oh, what, did she die during interrogation or die during torture? And he says, oh, well, the devil broke her neck to prevent her from talking. And the countess is terrified by this. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so that's,
1: you'll be the right? devil.
0: Is it this house? Uh, it's like, he, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to have to leave. I'll, I'll just have to leave the castle to you guys. And you'll just have to have full run of the place with no oversight, I guess.
1: Oh well it'll take me a very long time but you can count on me to get it done but it will take a long time
0: He's like okay well y- you can report to me in Cancun you know <laughs> like, I'm just, basically <laughs> I'm I'm out <laughs> <laughs> So uh one of the, the the priest is there still and he's like you know torture in private non-tribunal hours is not allowed like that's not by the book uh, and he he just kind of doesn't care. It's like, oh, it's 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 by my book. Like, what are you? Do you want to defend witches?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's basically what he says. Is like, are you defending witches every time somebody questions
0: him? Do you want to defend heretics? So we we see a meetup of the three reasonable priests. We've got Lautner, Hooter, and I don't know the third guy's name.
1: Um, uh, yeah, I, I know them as Lautner, glasses man, and fat
0: guy. Yeah, Hooter's the Hooter. Uh, he's the former judge and he's got the glasses i don't know who the third guy is these two guys leave town ultimately they they just like we're jen screw this and lautner is like i hope someone can stand up to him but and they're all aware like well pain is a really major motivator and like it's it's hard to get around it he's allowed to use torture and he can just use torture until they they confess like what can you do
1: yeah but surely someone will stand up for righteousness this is my plan, to hope that somebody doesn't give in to
0: torture. It's like, well, you know, if there was a good guy with a gun uh, there. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's one of those sort of uh, uh, ways to deal with the situation. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, you know, if, if I were there, this is what I would have done, and I would have disarmed the gunman. With my judo throws. With my judo throws. <laughs> it would be really easy to be in a this place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We we hear that the bathhouse owner has been arrested. Yeah. Because I mean, they've already got three stakes. What, what, what are you going to do? Come on, got to get that. They they killed one of their witches already. Now they yeah, got a they free gotta, stake.
1: Yeah, you got you got to raise the stakes.
0: Oh. So we cut two Bublik Hay. Our first of many scenes where they're dressed in rich finery from this castle that they're squatting in, and they're having a feast.
1: Oh, and this is one of their hey. Think we can get louder uh executed, yeah, it's going to be hard, but we can work towards it
0: and and Bublig has this list of people He's like, "Hey, I want you to look into the finances of all of these people and to, he's to like, see
1: if they're witches, right no, to see if they have a shitload of money yeah and then, to
0: see, then see what they got witches. yeah, he says everything comes from the devil, especially wealth, and this I feel is like a super direct attack on the soviet kleptocracy communist apparatus oh yeah you know yeah. That, that's that's pretty clear it's just like oh yeah i mean i mean if they're wealthy they're obviously bad and they say this well dressed in finery at this huge feast table while they in a castle <laughs> yeah uh and hay mentions Zuzana, who they they both think is pretty hot he's like well beauty comes from the devil too
1: so, so add to the list not just the people I want to take things from, but also the people I want to fuck.
0: Yes, and, and I don't want to
1: be tempted or whatever.
0: Yeah, I I don't think it's that because he I don't think it doesn't doesn't no. care. It's just he wants he can't have her, so he wants to tear her down. Like it that's, really that's
1: more how I read it too. Yeah.
0: It again, he feels very represented by this monk who's always describing him or describing the devil and the evils of women. He he again he has the uh YouTube incel vibe. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Tobiashova is interrogated and made to confess that she saw Maria Satlerova at Pe- Peter's Rock and Dean Lautner and Susanna. Yep. And one of the judges there does object. I I think it's the guy who's usually hanging with them. He's like, oh, that's ridiculous. Come on. And Bob shuts him down.
1: Are you going to defend a heretic?
0: Exactly. We need to hear that. You can't just
1: presume he's innocent without a fair trial that I will preside over.
0: Yeah. And I I don't think he would even say fair trial. Uh, He he would Uh just, you know, I mean, he (laughs) needs to uh, be tried by, by torture. And she goes through all her coached abuses of the hosts. Her hers are very host specific, like, you know, trampling on them like the oh, girls yeah. did. Wiping their butt with them, of course. Like again, it's very <laughs> scatological and silly.
1: Definitely definitely written by someone who doesn't know anything about satanic rituals.
0: Well, it's you know, it's or, it's or from, hey. by
1: someone from Yeah, that's what I mean. Like
0: It's who from a dumb gross guy.
1: About, yeah
0: with the mind of a child like it, it's it's the stuff that a, a toddler comes up with
1: like, then i so, farted on him
0: yeah it's it's so poop choke oriented there's so much butt stuff and i like i feel so bad for her she's just begging for a merciful death like she's been yeah. tortured enough and she's like i just don't want you to hurt my children my children are innocent just leave them alone i don't care what you do to me
1: and of course uh boobling is just completely unmoved like, of yeah, course whatever. he
0: doesn't really care about anything And we, we see the three of them burned, And it's the, the I think again just Grinding the, the boot of cruelty That they have to Thank him before they're burned.
1: Yeah oh my god that was another one Of those ones It's like do you accept the Punishment of being executed And somebody like says to her like Hey you have to say yes And thank you Otherwise, we can't proceed with the ceremony. So and, so if I say no, you can't burn me at <laughs> a stake?
0: <laughs> I mean, we'll torture you more, probably.
1: Uh, fine. Yes, I agree to whatever.
0: I mean, like, they, they know they can't get out of it. Oh, yeah. uh, and and Tobiashova, she, she's crying and saying, like, I was forced to confess. They tortured me for nine days.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And they're all, like, wailing this stuff, like, I sold out innocent people as they're burning.
0: Yeah, like, uh, I, I, the only regret I have, the only sin I have on my conscience is confessing about innocent people. Uh, uh, Tobiashova is like, I die innocent, my children will curse you. And, like, the, the, like, bystanders are hearing this stuff that they're forced to confess and tortured for nine days. And Bublik is like, that's eh, pretty standard procedure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, that's, I think he's even talking to the bishop, he's like, that's not really torture, just thumb screws and the rack. I didn't even yeah. break out the nail chair, really. It's,
0: it's just the basic stuff. This is standard procedure. I mean, torturing. And the Bishop's them is, like, oh,
1: yeah, no, that, like, that yeah, sounds, no, that sounds that tracks. Uh, legit.
0: Yeah. And Schmidt here, this is where he realizes how wrong he was. And he's got a yeah. long way to go to regret it.
1: Yeah, this is his Are We the Baddies moment.
0: Because he looks and he realizes, like, Oh, yeah, they are innocent. I, I'm a fool.
1: <laughs> uh, This whole thing is kind of my fault, isn't it?
0: And we smash cut to a big celebratory feast. Like, hooray, we we killed these people and t- took their stuff, and now we can have a great big feast. And Bubbly tells his story about the penis-stealing witch.
1: Oh, yeah, the witch who stole 30 penises.
0: Wow, that's three tens. <laughs> <laughs> that's... <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's Lattler's having a like, great time with his, his penis stealing story.
1: Latler is like, don't you think you're going a little too far? I mean You just executed three people.
0: He's hey, like, Witchcraft is very serious business.
1: Witchcraft is serious fucking business, man. Anyway, so, back to my dick jokes.
0: Yeah, so this this guy, she she got this guy and he you know, he tracked her back down and he wanted his dick back. And she's like Well, you can take anyone he wants. And like, you know, he took the biggest one, bro. (laughs) I wouldn't need to take the biggest dick. I already have it. And Schmidt is just stewing in the corner during this whole thing. Like, this guy's like incredibly proper. He's seeing how much of a boor this man is, as well as like he brought him here and caused these people to die. He's Mm -hmm. failed his parishioners big time. Oh, yeah. And he he's stewing for a while, and he he finally stands up and he's like, "You have to stop the trials. The we we got to stop this." I I looked in their eyes, and they were innocent. And bubbling's like, "Hey, you know, as a priest, you shouldn't look in women's eyes." Uh, Which again, the institutionalized fear that's of so, femininity. That's
1: such a, yeah, and, no, that that is such a thing that too.
0: Oh, absolutely, and and it's again this the same thing with the. the 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 incel nature of it is like well you you know you look in their eyes you, it's, it's your that's broth. how they get you that's how you get you uh it's gross <laughs> uh-huh. we we see the Sattlers being arrested and Lautner you know they're his friends uh he wants to speak out about this but they're like you can't stand up for heretics man you will know, go down with them you know how this works yeah uh, but didn't we like not prove their
1: heretics yet no don't you don't you know how this works they, <laughs> we i said they're heretics so they are
0: and they, like this is one of the the three reasonable judges meetings and hooder's like yeah i mean i had to quit doing it i i was an inquisitor but i believe in honor and that's not compatible with the job uh. you can't believe in things
1: <laughs> yeah basically A- and- as we will later find out
0: you, um, oh, yeah. He does not believe in stuff.
1: He doesn't believe in anything.
0: He has a, a specific philosophy that uh, reminds me of another character, but I'll get to when we exp- when he gets to it. All right. So Schmidt goes to see his brother, who I guess is closer with the bishop because he, he thinks he can convince the bishop to stop the trials.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yes.
0: But he cannot. Uh, the, the bishop's totally behind it. It's like, no, he's he's pretty pleased with the progress that's going on.
1: What do you mean it doesn't work? They confessed.
0: They confessed? But, what are you talking about?
1: But that's the point. It's false confessions. These
0: oh, are confessions, man. It's a confession. It's a false how, confession. How, what, I don't understand this false confession idea. If they said it, why would they say it if they didn't mean it? <laughs> and this is what they keep going through. And, like, well, okay, great. Uh, which is the same in the Soviet system, where, like, you mm-hmm. know, they they tortured them to confess to something and then. Uh, black Bagdom Yeah. So, we we do get another shot of the hill with just a whole bunch of stakes now.
1: Yeah, just just a whole bunch of stakes being raised.
0: Yeah. And Bublega is plotting now to arrest Lautner because he knows he's his strongest critic, and he's like, okay, I've, I've got this sort of in motion now. I I we we can't spring it now because he's got big support everywhere, but I, I I'm figuring a way.
1: We will slowly take him down, piece by piece by piece.
0: Yeah. And Lautner goes to the bishop. It's like, okay. I, I, or No, he's planning to go to the bishop at, at this point still. And they're like, I don't know if that's a good idea, man. They don't like you there. You're too popular with your parishioners.
1: Right, yes.
0: This is where the, yes, they're no, like... We
1: need someone who... The bishop likes people who don't trust the common folk.
0: Yeah, you, you got to oppress them. They got to be under the heel of the church. They they got to fear the church, not be embraced by it.
1: Yeah, if you're too nice to them, they'll turn into witches. Look what happened with uh, the Look old ladies.
0: Yeah, they they clearly believed, but they, you know, uh, offended the church, I guess. And he goes to the bishop and like he he wants to talk to him about Bublik. and the bishop's like, no, I'm on Bobleg's side. Uh, I I don't I I don't think. Uh, he's done anything wrong. They, you know, again, the confession stuff.
1: Yeah. And he's basically like, well, but Boogling is kind of breaking the law about torture. Speaking of breaking the law, you know how you got that made, right?
0: Yeah. And
1: maybe maybe just lay off Boogling for a sec and look at your own backyard.
0: Which, wow, this is such a GOP thing too. (laughs) this very modern tactic. But Uh, your emails, but the emails and Lautner is like, look, she is an orphan. She was taken in by my mother. We grew up together. She had nowhere to go. What is I? Spo- what am I supposed to do? Just throw her out? I'm a priest. Yeah, this is charitable. Like, isn't this what we do? And like, no, that's not what we do. <laughs> <laughs> and he leaves. But and and like after he leaves, we see that he already has an indictment from Bubleg accusing uh, Lautner as well as Father Koenig. And he obviously just doesn't mention it or anything yeah and that's sitting with him for quite a while he he's pondering over it for quite some time
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we we see Boblig like warning Koenig because Koenig is one of the guys on the tribunal he's he's the the sort of chubby guy with the uh he, he kind of looks like a sheriff of nottingham type
1: oh yeah he he's the fat guy yeah i think
0: uh like not the one who's a oh friend. no no not he's the, not friends he's not he's part the of the with three the, reasonable guys
1: he's the guy with the beard
0: Yeah, he's got, like, a beard and kind of, like, a a Prince of Alliant cut.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Okay, yes. And since he's on the tribunal, Bublik warns him, and it's kind of just a shakedown.
1: Yeah, he's basically—oh, great. yeah, so this is where he's like, Okay, look, I know you're innocent.
0: You're you're on the tribunal, come on. I know.
1: But you gotta show everyone else you're innocent by arresting all of these people who have decided they're not
0: innocent. Yeah, here, I, I've made this list. Uh, I want you to arrest these people. And it's obviously just the outcome of Hayes' list, like the, the, the list of inspection of finances.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And even if they're your friends, you got to arrest them. That's how yep. I'll know
0: you're innocent. Yeah, that's how I'll know. Uh, we see Susanna get arrested, and Loudner goes to Bublig. It's like, what are you doing arresting my housekeeper? Uh, and notably, Intercut with their conversation, is this very disturbing scene, which again, really underlines this whole incel anti-woman uh, church versus femininity thing, because I think it's Hay shouting horror whore at Mrs. Satlerova through just like a square in her cell. Oh, like, just yeah. yelling over and over. You just see his mouth yelling at her. Yeah. Uh, while he uh, Loutner's meeting with Bob Lig just kind of intercut with that mm-hmm. and Bob Lig insinuates about him also being maybe involved in all of this if the housekeeper was and this is his scene about the witch hammer
1: oh yeah he's like so you read a lot of books I only read one book is it the bible fuck no
0: <laughs> the bible no I don't believe in that stuff it's this thing right here the witch hammer he's like oh yeah I'm familiar with that. And he he like pages through and like, here's where it says lying is fine and trickery is fine. Just do whatever you want. Yeah, man, it's great. Yeah.
1: I can do whatever I want. The book says so.
0: Yeah, uh, he he has absolutely no belief system uh, they're It just witches are just whoever's stuff he wants. This is a rule book that he uses to choose like so so that he can do that. Like he, he's just choosing words again it feels very much like the modern gop <laughs>
1: yeah and he's like well doesn't doesn't your conscience keep you up at
0: night not in the slightest <laughs> yeah he's asked about his conscience like i'm not a theologian i'm a lawyer and like i shouted at the tv bro you're not either of those things
1: <laughs> you're a, you're a drunk innkeeper who fell ass backwards into a cushy
0: job He's a serial we're... killer with a license like <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> He, yes, he like actually. he has no legal teaching. He's not a lawyer. He's no, just he's not. a guy who tortures people until they uh, say they did stuff, and then he kills them legally.
1: And then takes their shit.
0: And he says like, "Oh, I've never found someone innocent." Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you would find anyone innocent in this sort of situation.
1: Yeah, that's right. When he was asked like, "Well, how would you prove that someone doesn't dis- associate with the devil?" He's like, "Fuck it's off." Well, I don't they know. just they always just confess. So I mean.
0: He's like, oh, I don't know, because I've, I've never ever encountered someone who's innocent. And it's obvious, like, with his lack of any belief in the Bible or in anything spiritual, he doesn't believe in witchcraft. Oh, yeah. It, like, it's not even, like, there's nothing about it. He just believes in torturing people until he gets what he wants.
1: Yep. And the things that gets to me is, like, some of the reactions he has when they're doing the trial scenes, he just looks annoyed, like... Can you believe this shit? This woman's he, denying crimes that she didn't do. God, he's he looks, listened to her. He
0: looks so bored.
1: Yeah, he, he
0: contemptuous.
1: Yeah, and bored, and and so, and also like, look at you. You you're pathetic. These people are pathetic. Look at how pathetic she is. Just like saying that with his face and his body language. Yeah, even though he never. Re- well, sometimes he says it out loud too, but mostly just. In the trial, he looks like this is he looks like the trial is a waste of time.
0: Yeah, I mean, like he he's kind of been brought out of retirement to steal things again, and he's like, "All right, I'll do it because you know I don't have any money right now, and I'd kind of like to steal a bunch of riches again and destroy a town, bleed it dry." But yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of work, and I don't want to. It's cold in here. That's what he keeps complaining about. It's too cold in the the, the courtroom. Oh yeah, uh, we we see. The the guard rape, Sattler's daughter. We see uh, Mister Sattler arrested as well. The the uh, owner of the dye works. So like they they had the rest of the family already. Uh-huh. Uh Two members of the tribunal are arrested. Like not the not the Koenig guy, but two other guys. Yeah,
1: and the remaining members of the tribunal. You'd think they'd be a little nervous because it's like hmm.
0: They're always Seems nervous. Seems like we're not. Well, yeah. They are very, They're clearly nervous. And like, there's that one guy who is just obviously, after a certain point, reacting to just like be, nope, I cannot show any, uh, resistance. I, I like, I cannot lean down the slightest bit, or this could splatter on me too. Yeah, yeah. Because so, uh, yeah, they're they arrest the two members of the tribunal, and the sheriff is there, and he protests. Uh, It's like, what are you doing? Now we're arresting the tribunal? This doesn't make any sense. And the Inquisitor has him arrested. So the sheriff's now uh, part of it, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's literally like, doesn't make sense? Punishing witches doesn't make sense? He's on the side of the witches.
0: Yep. And they they arrest him straight up. Yeah. And so the the older priest, that, that one who's been pretty hesitant all along, the one who's like, what, did she die during torture? Yeah. He goes to see the Countess again, and he's like, look, it's pretty obvious at this point that the Inquisitor is just committing crimes. This is a money-making scheme. He's just uh, arresting people and killing people, and there's nothing else to it. Like, he's just torturing these people. And she's like, I think he has lawful reasons that we just don't understand.
1: After all, he is uh, apparently a judge or something. Some people call him that anyway.
0: Well, it's like, well, Q said that he has a master plan to all this. Right. Um, right, right. And she's like, well, you know, it turns out that those officials who were my officials that he arrested, that they were stealing all sorts of stuff from me. They were found to be stealing from me through, I would have to imagine, confession. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, you know,
1: even if they aren't witches, they did steal, steal. Like
0: right, they were stealing so. from me, and so their confiscated property will make up the extensive trial costs for me. Which, honestly, those are housing bublig costs, right? uh uh-huh. Because, like, I, I don't feel like anything the trial is doing is costing all that much money. It's just the bublig feasts.
1: Well, he, di- he did say, like, oh, well, we're going to need this, this, yeah. and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this at the beginning. But we don't see any of that.
0: Well, like you're supposed to hire all of these people, but over time they're all purged out. Like they they end up becoming accused over time and oh, consumed yes, by too. the machine. Yeah, and yeah, so she ultimately is like, "Well, Reverend, I, I'm sorry, I don't think I can protect you any longer. So you're gonna just have to watch your own back." And poor fucking guy just he walks out and has a heart attack and drops dead. Yep. Uh. So. Yeah, to, you know, see his funeral. We learn that the Sattlers have all confessed, obviously under torture. Of course. Bublig's now really eager to arrest Lautner, but the bishop still hasn't responded. He's still like waiting on the responses to the, the indictment It's like, ah, what are we gonna do? And Hay's like, We need to get Susanna's confession. Ooh, and yeah, this is This is his this is his his actual philosophy section because he he says like oh she's too beautiful though she looks like someone to be in a painting it's it's tough with that kind
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and he's like you know men men are nothing but vanity and meat and he has the same philosophy as jackie earl haley in season one of preacher
1: oh my god he super does (laughs) people are just meat i worship the god of meat
0: yeah, he, he worships the god of meat. These people are just like cattle to be slaughtered and uh, just uh, wh- all of their resources to come to him. There, there's nothing more to people than that. He, he has no affection for anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no belief in soul or spirit, which is pretty notable because if he doesn't believe in good or bad or soul or spirit, nothing about witches would have any kind of consequence to him. So it's obviously cynical and for profit. Oh yeah. Uh, so of course they interrogate Susanna. Uh, she's she's tortured. They they yeah. do both the both of the torture methods that we see. They they she gets both of them: the thumb screws and the Spanish boot, which <sighs> looks pretty unpleasant. It's a
1: a boot with like spikes on the inside that they clamp around your feet.
0: Yeah, brutal. Uh, and it's the Spanish boot that ultimately makes her confess. She does say that Lautner was there. And that's when this is when they strip her to find the devil's mark.
1: Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm finally going to get to grope this lady. Like what I wanted to do from the start of the movie.
0: And like they definitely did not do this with all the others. It's clearly a personal thing here. They, They strip her in front of everyone and paw her all over to find a mole like on her inner upper thigh.
1: Yep. So then he pricks it, but doesn't actually.
0: And like he like, brings the pin up and like puts it near it, and then like moves it around to just show the other end.
1: And he's like, "Oh, there's no blood. That, that must be proof." That's witch. Yeah. And, and I'm just imagining her thinking, "Like you fucker, the one time you don't stab me, you use it against
0: me." Well, this is like she's she's still dazed from being tortured, and oh, like yes. she like. She kind of comes to herself again and she's like, "Wait a second i I take back the confession that's i I obviously didn't do any of this i I did it because I was being tortured, uh, and then they they haul her away uh-huh. so Lautner is at a party, but the party is just a pretense to arrest him publicly,
1: okay, yeah, so this is the party that's thrown by the fat guy,
0: yeah, uh and a letter comes from the bishop and it's like placed on a plate and he, he reads it and is like oh, it's a really lovely letter
1: oh yeah and this is where all the other priests and whatever in the party are just kind of like just kind of like turn away from him and kind of look at the wall
0: yeah like as soon as the letter comes in they knew that was what everyone was there for but it was a jolly <laughs> party until it showed up and then everyone just goes silent
1: yeah and he reads the letter as like oh god you yeah, great, you invited me here and kissed me you know who else did that?
0: Yeah, that's that's Judas' behavior. So Lautner's two associates, the the other two reasonable guys, they flee town. They head to yeah. Prague. And Zuzanna tries to hang herself in her cell unsuccessfully.
1: Yeah, and then, then later on they're going to use the mark of her trying to hang herself to be like, Oh, hey, look, that's the devil doing the devil-make-her-shut-up
0: thing. Yeah, pretty much the, the next day. So yeah. L- Lautner is is on trial and he's like okay i want all of my accusers to say their accusations to my face and they do they do and they've all so visibly been brutally tortured like he looks at them as they're given the confessions and like their thumbs are wrecked they've got all these fucking bloody holes in their shins uh they're they're all obviously suffering from ptsd and all of these confessions are rote like, they're reciting from memory something that they've been taught.
1: Yeah, definitely. And they're just staring ahead blankly.
0: Yeah. And it's the same stuff, like, you know, yeah. uh, absurd, you know, uh, cavorting with the of Peter's rock. And then you Peter's fucked
1: rug. me, and then you fucked my mom, and then you fucked her, and then I fucked her. The aristocrats!
0: Yeah, she's doing an aristocrats gig, and she's like, oh, and it's a, you know, it's all a great sin. And Lautner's like, I, f- I forgive all of you. I the this is unfortunate the situation that we've gotten in. I, I don't hold any of this against you. And he, he still refuses to confess, of course. Yeah. But he's like, I, I do admit, yes, I do love Susanna. And uh and they're like, Oh, do you do you uh oh uh, who, who was it who uh awoke adult feelings in her? It's like, yeah, okay, that was me. Look, I, I admit it, we we had a romance. I, I didn't behave perfectly. But
1: but I, I put a stop to it because it wasn't it wasn't cool.
0: Yeah. And they're it like, was well, cool,
1: though.
0: it was cool. You should have just married her and got out of this fucking crazy town.
1: Yeah, you should have.
0: But they're like, OK, well, it's 36 people's word against yours. And finally, they bring in Susanna to do her testimony. And she's the one that's like really obvious. She's trying to recall a script because she's like looking around and it's like, and I think this happened. And she, she keeps looking for like, and then it was this.
1: Uh, yeah. She's basically like, uh, and then you had sex with
0: wine. Yeah. wine. And the, the Dean doesn't forgive her. He's like, I, I beg you for forgiveness. This is all my fault. And I'm sorry. Like it, he, he gets that the way things turned out for her is sort of on him in a significant way, and he really regrets it.
1: Well, his whole plan was, I hope somebody will resist the torture, and like that's not a plan.
0: No, and he's that—that's kind of now his plan is like he's going to try to be that guy. Yeah. Uh, and Boblig, uh, like she's she's reciting all of this, but like she's just yelling it at the judges, and he says like you have to say it to his face. That's what he's requested. And, and she she's tries. like, I
1: can't, I can't oh.
0: do it. Yeah, she, she completely refuses. Yeah. And the other tribunal judges at this point, they're like, look, the lady has obviously lost her mind. And and this is when Bublik's like, no, the devil has silenced her. And he points to the wound from her trying to hang herself. Uh-huh. He's like, look, you see this, this red line here? And Lautner, of course, is like, you know, this is your doing. Her insanity is caused by you. Like you guys did all of this, and they're like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess." And and Susanna is like taken back to her cell, and they they sort of have some back and forth here. Like the 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 tribunal is more and more hesitant. Uh-huh. Other than you know, other the,
2: than public,
0: yeah, yeah, and Lautner is he's still like, "No, I I refuse to confess. Power and truth are different things." Yeah. Uh, So Bublik has him taken away. And this is the first attempt by, like, there's this one tribune, the guy whose house he was at, the guy who was part of the crew, and he's he's really trying to the best of his abilities here. He's like, well, maybe he could be innocent. You know, the devil can take on any form. Maybe.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe the devil was pretending to be him at Peter's Rock.
0: And that's why he was seen. There's, like, we've. Uh, gone through all this he hasn't confessed I mean who's to say there's no reason but like no my 40 years of experience tell me
1: and and also there's like laws on how long you're allowed to torture people and how you can't just switch from one thing to another oh my god you are not you are not going to use the book on me with my 40 years
0: he does they do kind of work it on him a couple times but never enough you know
1: never enough now it's like you're getting on my nerves, which means you're getting on my
0: list. Yeah. So we see some government official in Prague who receives these complaints, and he is just not interested.
1: He <laughs> yeah, does not care.
0: Like, it, it, the the person who's come to report all this to him has taken it all very seriously. Like, you know, they're killing these people, and uh, they're, it's, it's pretty obviously just a sham. And the guy's like, well, didn't those people confess, though? <laughs> and like, because the torture is standard operating procedure. Like everyone yeah. knows that torture is involved. So they're like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. We're busy. We've got Turks attacking, so they don't yeah, give a shit.
1: Yeah. No. No.
0: Nope. We're at war no with the Turks. Help we don't whatsoever. have time for witches. No. Mm-hmm. So the Satlerovas are burned. Uh, we we hear that the execution of the father did not go so well.
2: Yeah.
0: It took um, a bunch of extra hacks to get his head off. Ugh. Uh and they're they're saying like this is where they're talking about well, we'll we'll he and uh Koenig. It's like, well, we'll we'll divide up that money, we'll liquidate those businesses, and you know the tribunal will get it. Isn't that great? Hey,
1: weren't you saying that you had your eye on this piece of property?
0: Yeah, Well, like, suddenly
1: at, I don't have any moral objections anymore.
0: Look at how this worked out for you, bro. And the bishop meets with a couple priests, uh, including a couple of the tribunals, to discuss the Lautner situation. Uh And you can tell that most of them do not want to have, like, they they do all feel that Lautner is innocent. They're like, well, this is obviously a sham, and we don't want to do this, but they're like in a jam, because it's like, well, how do we come out and say that he is innocent and not get ourselves killed? Well, if he's
1: innocent, then that also means we killed those 34 people for no reason. So, you know, maybe we should just yeah. kind of kill him and then just be done with it?
0: Because there's that one guy, and I think he's the one who has, like, he, he realizes really the bind he's in. He's like, well, we definitely need to uh, kill him. I mean, he he said this, and, you know, it's, he, he's kind of, like, really hardlining, just, we gotta go by the book real hard here. Mm-hmm. So... They're, he's like well what do you think should we torture him and they're all like oh, I don't know and they're all like I don't think that's a great idea And then, uh, but none of them He's like well you're all really disappointing to me because none of you have anything strong to say one way or the other because like he just wants them to say yes do it <laughs> like he's, he's wanting them to give him the license
1: yeah, yeah he's basically like man you guys have nothing enlightening to say
0: huh it's like well I approve the torture. Let's start torturing him.
1: It wouldn't be fair to all the other people who got tortured if we just burned him at the stake without torture first.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be fair to uh, do this uh, university debt relief for you know the people who took university and actually had to pay for it and blah, blah, blah. So he, they torture him. They do all the stuff. He won't confess, but ultimately he passes out and they say, like, as his head falls forward, it's like, that was a nod. That was a nod. Nodding is like a confession. He technically confessed. Whoa, 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 whoa,
1: hold on! As he like comes back to consciousness, he's like, "No, I didn't. No, he's I like, didn't. No,
0: no, no. I'm that I, was I, just I, me. that passing was not a confession." And so bubbling's like, "Well, I want to put him on the rack then. Like, we're we're moving to the other one." And this is when the tri- rest of the tribunal are like, "No, no, no. We're not doing that. We're not. We. We're, you're not. This." And they pull out the book and like, "I've been reading the book, and you're not supposed to go into this. Go from one type of uh, punishment or one type of torture to another." You have to have a gap in between. He's like, fine, fine, (laughs) fine, and like secret, maybe. That same same guy again. He's like, maybe we should just let him off. Look, he's he's withstood all of this. What what sinful man could go through all of this and uh, not do this? And Letner's like, oh no, it's definitely uh, the devil. He's he's it's the power of the devil helping him.
1: Also, don't forget, he didn't really withstand. He did that nod that was definitely a real nod, remember?
0: Yeah. Now he's
1: changing up his story. we got to find out what the real truth is.
0: And he's like, fine, I resign. And he he goes to tell Lautner, like, I've resigned from the tribunal. And like, I tried. I, I did everything I could. But you realize as well as I do that there's nothing that I could do.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, Lautner is kind of resigned to it at this point. He he kind of gets the situation that he's really trapped in. Like he really can't withstand this. He's uh-huh. been going hard. He like he's he has been trying to do his noble withstanding of it. And they're going to just make up a confession if he just dies being tortured. So it's like, well, what could you do? And they they torture him on the rack the next day, and he confesses.
1: Yeah, but the way, but then they're like. He he does get his one last bit of noble sacrifice out. Yes. Though. Uh, he's like, well, you know what? I was fornicating with the devil so closely, as you said, that I didn't even get a look at anyone else's faces. So I don't know who was there. He, can he says name names
0: like he was working really closely with him. So he cast a spell that obscured yeah. the faces of everyone there except those already executed.
1: Yeah. Like a storm and lightning. Yeah. spell.
0: Yeah. So like Ed, okay, Ed like, like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of well. makes the trail go cold. It's like okay, and he he's back in his cell. The monks come to pray all night with him. He's like, when am I gonna get some sleep then? And they're like, what about your immortal soul? I'm like, go screw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: don't you fear God? Yeah, I do.
0: Yeah, but uh, you guys aren't gonna help me get out of here. Yeah. So we have Booblig and Hay alone again, drunk once again at a huge lavish banquet table. They're alone because everyone else has been arrested or alienated.
1: Yep, and he's all like, anyone can be accused. Anyone <laughs> except for me. No matter what happens, I'm always going to be on top.
0: He's a, he's a cannibal king. He's just got it all. He says, I'm walking tall. A firm goal and no scruples. Uh, uh, then we see Lautner burn. Schmidt watches yeah. him burn. And we we see him just like taking in how badly he screwed up by getting, putting this all in motion. And he's like, Lord, please don't forgive me. This is my fault. And I fucked it up so bad that I don't deserve to ever be forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> Uh and, then, and that's the that's the end. Uh there's yeah, a postscript that says Bubblic got married and lived to a happy old age. Happy ending after all.
1: Happy ending for Bubblic. <laughs> no one else, but you know, <laughs> he he did all right. Uh yeah. Uh woof. Bleak. Unbelievably yeah, bleak. We kind of we, we kind of sugarcoated how bleak some of it was. We we were trying to trying to have fun with it so we wouldn't go into a depression. It's it's tough.
0: It's, it's it's incredibly a tough watch. It's incredibly dark movie. Um, it, it it's it's interestingly more of a drama than a folk horror. There, oh, there's yes. very little folk horror element. It's just kind of like this is a movie about reactions to witchcraft, but not really a movie about any actual horror elements. It's just the horror of man, man's inhumanity to man.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: And, you know, Stalinist purges clearly casting a pretty significant shadow on this. And, you know, with them targeting people who have uh, wealth that they want and them taking it for their own and sort of living lavishly, very much like the kind of screwed up Soviet system in that period.
1: Yeah. And like multiple people pointing out like, hey, this isn't right, man. You can use torture to get anyone to confess to anything. Yeah. Isn't it
0: great? It's like, yeah. He he's always totally honest about it. It's like, "Yep. I don't believe in anything. I just want to kill people and take their stuff." And he he's pretty much saying it at every step of the way.
1: Oh yeah, totally. But but hey, my methods are effective because they confess, don't they? they
0: he has do. a 100% success rate. Yeah. No losses. Uh
1: It's easy to do when you invented the game.
0: Yeah exactly it's uh it's dark it's very heavy but i i do think it's great like i think it's it's, it's really well made it's it like it's it's really good looking the acting is very strong and yeah it's just like it it will leave a weight on your chest you know Uh like it's it's got so like it's so resonant with uh the way authoritarian uh uh just authoritarianism continues to breed it's it's Mm -hmm. still the same processes it's still people uh having the same fights like it's the same oppressions yep uh okay so any last or or, sorry first uh so this is replaced with vi the next movie in the box uh this is a soviet uh, horror film i think supposedly the first soviet horror film it's from the 60s Ooh, uh, this okay. this is one I've actually seen before and is pretty cool. It's nice. pretty psychedelic. Uh, it's 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 sort of witch related again, but this is sort of more kinetic and fun. So uh, this priest is supposed to watch over a witch, a dead witch. It's a witch's wake, and he has to stay for three days with the dead body. Okay. Uh, and I mean, obviously, like rises up and rides him around like a horse and stuff. It's great. Oh, uh, nice really really ludicrous effects very fun psychedelia um uh i i recall it being a really good time and very weird cool cool so a bit right of on. a contrast with this one it's included on the same disc in the box uh, i i don't think we've mentioned this is the all the haunts be hours box from severin
1: we yeah we've done a couple movies from this but uh then i kind of forgot about it that it existed for like a year
0: yeah uh but, but
1: uh, yeah it's good to get back into it uh
0: totally and uh, vi is a pretty fun one to uh, sort of contrast with this one is kind of uh, it being pro witchcraft and just enjoying witchcraft as a thing
1: nice nice
0: all right so any last thoughts before we head to part two
1: i take back everything i said all of it
0: <laughs> and so you you don't have a firm goal and no scruples <laughs> wait hold on not walking uh, tall
1: no i take back what do i take back no, I confess, I did the. Th- I didn't do the. Mm, what's going to get me out of trouble here? I. I, don't
0: uh, know.
1: I didn't think this through.
0: It it, it was uh the it, it was some other kids who who ran away and done it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was that's definitely, right. yeah. I I didn't see their faces. Yeah, no, I didn't see their faces. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to part three. And we're back for part two, where we're pepping things up a little bit. Still, thank God. <laughs> still a very dark and kind of bleak and grim movie in a lot of weird ways but yeah but it's funny but fun it's it's fun and it's very colorful uh Liza the Fox Fairy it's uh,
1: the the silliness of the concept kind of gets lost in the um how do I how do I explain it it's like it's a silly concept that quickly just becomes oh yeah this is normal yeah uh
0: it it's it's treated with a I, I would say Soviet block st- style of humor it's it's very blank um, actually reminds me a lot of aki korizmaki's work uh, it, it's a I believe it's a Finnish director uh, and it, it has this similar sort of blank comic style where a lot of bleak things are happening people are dying in awful ways but but sometimes funny it's it's usually kind of funny in a sort of Bleak and troubling sort of way, and it always looks really great. And you're like, "Oh, it's whimsical, beautiful." (laughs) It's it it's like if Amelie were a horror movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Amelie, but I've seen the box art enough times, so I'm just imagining what it looks like.
0: (laughs) It's like this if it were just like a really breezy French uh, movie about this girl who enriches people's lives secretly.
1: Yeah, so when I had first seen this, like, when it showed up in the stacks way yeah. back when, I thought it was a Japanese movie. It is not a Japanese movie. It is, what was it?
0: Uh, it is Hungarian.
1: <sighs> Hungarian, and it has one <clears throat> Japanese actor. The
0: the, uh, the the Angel of Death character. <laughs>
1: the Angel of Death slash Ghost of the Japanese pop singer.
0: Uh, Tommy Tani is the, the character's name. I, I think Tommy Tani.
1: Tommy, Tommy, Ta- it'd be Tommy. Tommy yeah, I, I Tammy.
0: Like, there's, there's no second M, but I think it might still be pronounced Tommy because it's from that era of uh, post-war Japan. Oh, you where, know, you
1: could be right.
0: Where, yeah, because like a like the group sounds era, where a lot of it is uh, definitely aping the American rock and roll explosion.
1: It's a good point. He he, kind of looks like. <sighs> I want to say a little like a Buddy Holly type.
0: Yeah, there, there's a a lot of Buddy Holly in the styling, like the his his teal suit and like pinstripes and the glasses that he wears. Even mm-hmm. the hair is Buddy Holly-esque. Uh, and he's he's this long dead ghost of a Japanese pop star. Oh, I, I forgot to mention uh, 2015 movie director Ujmejros Karoli. I'm probably pronouncing 80 percent of that wrong.
1: Ooh, I I'm not even going to attend. It. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, uj, Uj, Mejaros Kerole. I it should be close to that.
1: Um, yeah. And uh, so our, our main character is a lady named Liza, who is the fox fairy, but... Not yet. Turns out, not, not yet, and also not really.
0: Well, I would say I arguably argue that she... she's not. I mean, they do have to go through all of the procedure and they do fit the archetypes. And there's like them gradually unraveling the mystery by like fitting together the missing pieces of the page.
1: Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But it's not so much of a curse as he's just killing the guy. Oh, but then why would the one guy be immune? No, she's got to be a fox fairy.
0: Yeah, because th- this guy, he he is attracted to her, but he's nobly attracted to her. He He's just like. A noble goof. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so let let's start at the beginning, which does not start at the beginning. We've got nope. uh, her being uh, interrogated by a chain-smoking general-looking guy, and is like, "Did you kill this person, or that person?" It's like, "Yeah, I killed them all because I'm a I'm a fox fairy." Uh, what? A fox fairy. And we we see like on the back of her head, like this. Sinister, bubbling and bubbling and record scratch. Oh, stop right there. Let's start from the beginning now.
0: Yeah, we we do one of those. Oh no, rewind. Yeah, it's literally. (laughs) You're probably wondering how I got here. (laughs) One of those. uh, It is one of those. It's it's handled slightly more elegantly than that, but not a whole lot. Because it is literally like, oh wait, we need to go back further. (laughs) But
1: this movie doesn't really take itself seriously all the time
0: uh the like the uh, and she looks rough when she comes to the police station she she clearly looks like she's been through an ordeal,
1: yeah, yeah, she's like soaking wet, and uh yeah, so we find out she is she has been uh living with this old lady uh taking care of her she the old lady is uh the widowed wife of a Japanese diplomat mm-hmm. um she's and- also living with the go sorry, go ahead.
0: And and she has really severe diabetes, which is what she's taken care of. Uh, oh okay. And and we'll learn that like she is actually supposed to be dead some years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh she didn't die until very recently.
0: Until so, not quite yet. Or until not quite yet, actually. <laughs> which which level of the story you were at, yeah.
1: Yeah. So um so, yeah, she's she's taking care of this old lady. She also reads this uh, Japanese romance novel about finding love on your 30th birthday at the Mech Burger. Uh, popular Japanese restaurant chain Mech Burger that is obviously, I mean, it's obviously a fictionalized version of the Hungary's whatever McDonald's. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a McDonald's. It's Mcburger is sort of how it sounds, so it's clearly supposed to be just oh, okay. broadly, yeah. This is the fast food chain. I think it's a, a copyright-free version of McDonald's. To to. Oh, to
1: Mc, honestly, Mcburger. That makes
0: sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: spelled M E K K, but yeah, right. I, I get it. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, and, and this is not like an existing chain or anything. Like, this is made up for the movie, and it being in this romance novel definitely does make me think uh, it's supposed to be McDonald's. And it kind of looks McDonald's y when you see it. Maybe a little bit more Burger King y, honestly.
1: It, it also looks a little more upscale because it's in like the middle Slightly. of this park.
0: Well, and it has chandeliers, and it, like when when you see it, it's kind of
1: it's like the nice McDonald's. You know, every town yeah. has the nice McDonald's.
0: Yeah, we we had one with a chandelier in uh, Victoria. There there was one downtown with a chandelier. Although honestly, that one was not the nice. That was one.
1: <laughs> not the nice McDonald's at any point that I've lived in this town.
0: I I but worked. it was
1: meant to look like one.
0: I worked in the kitchen at that one one night, and it was gross. <laughs> it I was bet. scary there at night. I bet. Uh, but yeah, uh, this like it's it's clearly very idealized, and and we see uh, just it's it's one of these hyper modern ones that has like an abstract logo on the wall. And
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure what it's supposed to be.
0: It, it looks like how a lot of them have recently been renovated now, because like oh, this. Yeah local mcdonald's look like this now like the shelburne cedar hill one (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Getting getting real inside baseball here (laughs) but
1: yeah yeah so um she's living with this old lady and taking care of her she is also living with the ghost of a japanese idol tomy tomy tammy tomy died tomy or tanny yeah that's right who died some years ago and she thinks that he's just her imaginary friend
0: yeah, and she's always dancing with him and she doesn't really question why she actually sees him all the time.
1: And he can't speak.
0: Yeah, although uh, he sings along with the songs cuz like uh the lady is always playing his yeah, songs.
1: Yeah, but he only sing, he only sings along with his songs, of course. Yeah, right. He gets really upset like not like upset but like oh man whenever somebody plays somebody else's music.
0: Well, he's super jealous. that's kind of the key component of his character he's
1: a very oh yeah he is so full of jealousy
0: he is completely obsessed with liza and there is kind of almost nothing else that he cares about and he is like he's got an important job (laughs) he does
1: have an important job and he does do it but when he's not doing it which is most of the time he's stalking liza
0: yes Stocking he's Charlie Day. Char- oh her Charlie is Charlie uh, from
1: Always Sunny and yeah. she's the waitress.
0: <laughs>
1: except she seems to like him.
0: She does yeah. seem to like him except like she's also not aware of the chaos behind the glasses.
1: Yeah, so we we open with this uh, montage of her like dancing and singing with him f- while also doing all like these mundane tasks. Not mundane, but like the gross nursing tasks, like uh, yeah. emptying the bedpan, uh, putting the putting the injection in the butt. All, all, you know, the stuff that you know you wouldn't normally sing a Japanese pop song about.
0: Yeah, and it's it's very peppily done. And it's it's kind of fun to look at. Uh, th- this is a movie that totally does not shy away from bodily functions.
1: No, it does not.
0: Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's kind of proudly gross at times yeah um
1: the the song i i can't remember how it goes now because my brain has already replaced it with it's not unusual by tom jones but it is a catchy song
0: it was stuck in my head for like a good week but it's now been like a solid two weeks since i watched it so i can't remember but like it was in my head and now when i try to bring it to mind it's hooray for Santa claus (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, so we both have replaces in our brains with a completely different song i
0: i've got uh yeah hooray for Santa claus from santa claus conquers the martians just going in there like anytime i try to bring it in mind like i know it's not that but it's sort of that tempo yeah
1: yeah uh so after she completes her task she's like hey uh can i go out for two hours oh well you've you've never, never left been me alone for th- this long before
0: she's never taken a two hour break yeah holy shit actually that sucks what a life
1: yeah and and she's been doing it for 12 years and she's 30 Mm. which means she's been doing this since
0: she's been 18 and it really only makes sense because she's literally taking care of a dead body
1: uh yeah yeah
0: (laughs) that just like refuses to die well
1: pretty quick here
0: well, yeah, I mean, uh, has up to now refused to die.
1: Has up to now. Yeah, so while wearing the spectral ghost glasses she got from Tommy Tammy, which, of course, the old woman you can't see, she's like saying, oh, well, in the novel, it says that on your 30th birthday, you go to the McBurger and find love. And the older woman's like, "Oh, oh, OK, well, then, hey, don't let me stop you from finding romance. I found my husband. Doing some similar romantic whatever, Uh, but I order you to go out and make friends. That's the most important thing.
0: I think one of the things about this movie that makes it such a great contrast to Witch Hammer is that there's a lot of female society in it. It's very female forward. It's pro. uh, It's pretty bold about uh, spirituality and everything. Like it's kind of very messy with. uh, uh, It's very humanist, I would say. Uh, uh, grittily humanist with all of the <laughs> bodily functions and so forth. Yeah, uh, And yeah, it's it's romantic in like, yeah, the world is kind of bleak and scary and messed up, but also, and, and death is an inevitability and terrifying, but also like, you know, why, why don't we have fun and be kind to each other along the way?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to go out and meet my true love, but the ghost does not like this. So he makes his scary eyes, which just he makes his eyes turn into these like black burning rings.
0: Yeah, it's like he uh, reality burns out through his eyes and they just like it's it's like they burn through the film. Kind of. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super cool. Like it's yeah. it's, a, it's an obvious digital effect, but like mm-hmm. the way they use them in this movie are very sparing and it's it's the way I like digital effects to be used. yeah
1: yeah so she gets the mcburger and she orders the crab burger because that's what they have in the japanese romance novel but they don't have it it's like crab burger (laughs) yeah i'll get the caviar (laughs) for you too this is mcburger come on get a whopper
0: because like yeah i mean crab is very strange but i i guess this is a a silly novel I, i i do remember there being mclobster not that long ago well
1: i could also see a japanese mcdonald's having a crab burger
0: true but true. Uh,
1: not a hungarian one
0: probably not a hungarian one yeah
1: probably not yeah so yeah so she's like okay well it didn't quite work but hey maybe i'll still find love and this guy's like hey is this seat taken and and he sits down across the table from her and she's like looking at him and like trying to fall in love with him and he's just kind of ignoring her and then his wife sits down at the table
0: and womp she's like, womp, womp. Womp, womp. And, and she's ordered what's basically like the classic big extra so, oh, yeah. Like the early aughts, it's, it's like very onion y and lo- a lot of lettuce and mayo on the top. <laughs> yeah. It does not look great. No. No, it doesn't. It looks uh, authentically McDonald's y, though.
1: It sure does. It doesn't look like the burger that Michael Douglas tried to get in falling down. It looks like the burger <laughs> he would have ended up with. Yeah. Uh, so back to the old lady who is forced to fend for herself for two whole hours. That's uh, hard
0: for a dead body.
1: Yeah, she <laughs> she wants the biscuits. She's oh, got to yeah. reach the the biscuits. And the, go- the ghost is just kind of looking at her. And it, I don't know if I've imagined it, but it looked like maybe the biscuit tin slid just a little bit further away. I think so. So she, she's like reaching over to get it. She falls off the bed and uh, the ghost grabs her soul. And the way he, he does the soul grabbing is really cool. Yeah, it's cause, a cool
0: effect. Because
1: he's, like, usually doing his song and dance routine, although with no sound because no one's playing the radio.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, all, like, the color drains out from him, them, and, like, the black and white uh, husk kind of rises up from the body.
0: It was like a... Yeah. Cool. cool sound.
1: So we cut to the funeral, where, of course, the family members are fighting over the inheritance and they ask liza it's like well hey you were taking care of her where's the savings book and she's just like oh what oh forget about her she probably just makes minimum wage she doesn't know anything about the money she's she's as poor as the rest of us and here's where we learn about uh tomy's other job where
0: (laughs) he's the grim reaper
1: he is the grim reaper we see him in outer space just put like a little rock through an astronaut's helmet
0: this is so cool! Yeah, uh, and,
1: like come out the back end of him.
0: Yeah, well, like it's it's a you know a piece of debris goes through the astronaut and instantly kills them. You know, an orbiting debris piece would be what uh, would be the official report, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because you know if you're orbiting, you're traveling at like oh, God, what was it, incredible like, 50, that's fifty-seven thousand yeah. miles an hour. This,
0: this was this this happened in gravity.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the exact same thing as gravity. Yeah, yeah. Only it's a Japanese pop idol doing it
0: here. He's just floating in space in his like teal like uh, lounge <laughs> cocktail uh, suit uh, with like a microphone and his buddy Holly glasses, and he's dancing. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's dancing while he's killing all these while he's killing all these different people at all these different times.
0: Yeah, and there's like only a couple of them that really uh, remain in my mind. But this one especially, because there's the debris going clear through him and traveling off around into space uh, is, you know, striking image. And then, of course, like, yeah, he he duplicates him and pulls like the astronaut double out (laughs) mm -hmm. full suit included. Yeah. So uh,
1: back to Liza, she's leaving the uh, the funeral. And at the bottom of the stairs of, I guess, the apartment building is this pig Bundy looking girl uh, who is being hit on by Hendrik. who I can't tell, but I think he's the landlord, but I'm not really sure.
0: He is related to the lady who, like, isn't he one of the relatives also? Of of
1: the lady who died?
0: He might be. I think he's one of the sons there, and he was trying to uh, get a hold of the place.
1: Yeah, right. So, yeah, so he comes down the stairs, and Peg Bundy immediately locks eyes with her, or with him, rather. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll see you later. Here's my card. And he just kind of glances at Liza. Hey, do you want one, too? As we're going to see, Henrik uh, keeps his options open.
0: Although it's weird, like, she kind of immediately sees him, like, because she, she sort of immediately sees everyone as a potential suitor. It's it's like yeah. uh, Homer with the the Terminator vision trying to find prospective suitors. Oh, for, yeah. <laughs> for Patty.
1: Yeah. Possible homosexual.
0: Possible homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she just like, well, this guy, I mean, he's handsome and he has money.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: Although he's obviously a complete sleazeball.
1: <laughs> he is very obviously a sleazeball. Like, the way he's kind of hitting on both of them at the same time, but very much obviously more hitting on the quote-unquote hotter the ones.
0: <laughs> the, the one who looks like, like you said, she's got a Peg Bundy look. She looks like she would be on a 90s Fox sitcom uh, as You know, uh, someone that would be dating Jerry, or yeah, uh,
1: or or, or like uh, one of the wife of like Kevin James in one of those
0: shows. Yeah, that that would be it too. Yeah, Yeah, like a a, a television hot that's also sort of like uh, a a little white trashy, like trying to trying to like intentionally lean that way. Mm -hmm.
1: So uh, yeah, so then we cut to the police. Oh god, so the police station. The establishing slot of the police station is so good because the S is like hanging upside down, like below the sign Mm. and like and like letters are missing. (laughs) Yeah, the
0: the, the police, the police in general are in disrepair in this movie. Uh, our, Our main policeman as well is just like constantly suffering calamities
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah our our chief of police kind of reminds me of chief wingham in a way yeah he's like ah you could lead a horse to water but you can't make it
0: something something something
1: something. where there's smoke there's thingy yeah
0: he can never really uh put together any of these aphorisms that's mostly what he's trying to say in most circumstances
1: yeah so um so the two old hags from the funeral are like, Oh, I bet that Liza person just killed her and she wanted all the money and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Okay, let me just write this down on in my invisible typewriter and get my best guy to look <laughs> at it. Hey, you naked guy, you're a cop. Yes, I am a cop. I'm also naked.
0: Yeah, so why was he naked again? Uh, because like, he's new in town, right? He's this is so his thing.
1: new in town that he's actually homeless.
0: I think. Like, yeah, I think he was showering in the uh, police bathroom or something.
1: I think that's what it was. And yeah, he's just wearing a towel.
0: Yeah, he he's Paul bellini it.
1: Yeah. And he says to the old hags "Is like, hey, this guy's gonna look after you. He's a really good cop.
0: Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he's from the sticks or something, right? He's like some rural cop who's been sent here. And yeah, for whatever reason, some, like, I, I don't think he's a prodigy or anything.
1: No, he's not. He's not that bright. I don't think
0: No, he's just noble. He, he's yeah. a he's a legitimate good guy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, maybe the Inquisition sent him here because they they tried to confess on him, but they couldn't kill him because he's invincible.
0: He does. He's seem too to be noble. Invincible. Yeah. His, so, his nobility is his shield.
1: Yeah, so uh, so we're back to uh, Liza's apartment, and she's cleaning up after the funeral. And like the chalk outline of the old woman is still there, <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna be there throughout until the end of the movie.
0: I I love the way chalk outlines build up in this household. That's <laughs> it's a very funny recurring visual gag to just like you'll see them walk over multiple. <laughs> <laughs> body <laughs> yeah. outlines to do something it's like oh yeah man this movie's been chaos
1: <laughs> so they are listening uh her and the ghost or i think just the ghost is like got his ear on the floor and is listening <laughs> to uh henrik fucking peg bundy on a bouncy ball on the floor at
0: the, oh at yeah the floor below them <laughs> like like uh, uh an exercise balance ball
1: yeah, like one of those ones you bounce up and down on and they're, they're yep. fucking on top of it. <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh, later on, some one of the old ladies is like saying to Peg Bundy, it's like, hey, here, uh, my idiot son needs a wife. So take this ridiculous recipe book and <laughs> ensnare him for sure. He can't resist the recipes of this book.
0: Yeah, th- this is his his wife died. And he has not been able to uh, deal with any other woman since uh, because they just don't cook the way she did. And this is his wife's special cookbook for all his favorite dishes. And they're all weird and disgusting. They're all stuff like the Ninja Turtles would eat.
1: Yeah, like like carp with maple syrup is one.
0: That's the Um, first one.
1: Yeah, there was. Oh, gosh, what else was there? I've written some of it down. Tea with pickle vinegar.
0: Yeah, they're they're always like some really gross combination, like two things that are fine on their own, but are really gross clash together.
1: Yeah. So Liza finds the recipe book in the trash.
0: Immediately. Obviously.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, "Ooh, I'll make I'll make this and this will attract the guy in my dreams. So she does cook it. And this really schlubby guy comes into the the bottom of the apartment i guess she lives i guess he lives in this building too as like carp and maple syrup my favorite no. uh, and, and he comes up like he smells it. he comes up she invites him in for dinner and then he just freaking like like oh man um the way he eat like they're having a nice conversation <laughs> but then the way he eats it oh he houses that stuff like he's like face first in his plate just like shoveling that shit into his mouth
0: he's like oh you don't understand how much i've wanted this since my wife died
1: i haven't been able to eat in two years and then he shows a picture of like him and his wife and he's like a hundred pounds heavier
0: (laughs) so much fatter yeah uh, yeah. And and he's just like, oh, la, la, la. It's, it's like the Simpsons eating their mounds of food in like early episodes of the series.
1: Or like Homer when he's in hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get it. It's, whatever the celebrity was, gave up after 15 minutes.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I can't remember. Uh, damn, who it was. I
0: can't remember either. I should know.
1: Oh, well. So, yeah, he's like, wow, do you mind if I call you Malvin, like my wife? Also, be my new wife, because uh, you're going to be her replacement as long as you cook this stuff for me every day. And she's like, uh, okay, yeah, sure.
0: She's, like, it's it's so weird how much she just wants to find any man now that she's 30. It, it's It's sort of a biological clock thing, for one thing, obviously. But it's because of this romance novel mainly Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and and just like she's obsessed with finding any man and any man she finds will be the right man because you know magic and because she found the right age yeah Yeah. because that's it'll be even though this even though this guy just he's obviously the black egg like you put that one back you don't want that one no he's gross yeah um, you you don't want to eat this stuff the rest of your life why do you want to cook it
1: yeah no kidding so as she's getting the tea with the pickle vinegar, <laughs> uh, the ghost blows into him. This is his main way of how he kills people. He just kind of blows his breath into them. Yeah. Like just kind of like really gentle looking. And sometimes it'll be accompanied with green smoke. Sometimes it won't. Hmm. Usually it just like floofs their hair a little bit.
0: Yeah. And then something and, grotesque will happen to them. Yeah, Usually, so, very yeah. horrible
1: oh yeah so he's choking on fish bones while the ghost is dancing with his little <laughs> I don't know how the real song goes I hate when that happens because it is a catchy song and I like it more Super than I catchy. like it. it's not unusual
2: <laughs>
1: so uh yeah so he falls to the ground choking she comes back with her just a jar of pickles <laughs> <laughs> and and puts it down and grabs the this knife and she like does this whole twirly whirly bit with the knife and slashes but and I, I thought she had like cut his throat but no well she did but she did an emergency tracheotomy
0: emergency trach uh she she's extremely skilled but uh yeah he he fucking dies it's anyways. too late
1: yeah he yeah she did it he too did late that. and he died i love she used a bendy straw and bent it for yeah. some reason, the fact that the bendy straw is bent is like, I don't know why that just
0: extra flair. That.
1: Yeah. Uh, and we cut to the ghost uh, Tommy Tammy uh, taking an Inuit fisher by turning into like a finding Nemo with glasses. I'm not really sure, but like he's very briefly a CGI fish
0: yeah i don't i don't know but like yeah he, he's just like walking alone on the tundra like far from anyone else yeah so
1: uh liza finds a phone in the attic so one of the things like why she wasn't able to get help for anybody is because she doesn't have a phone in her place yeah but she finds like an old-timey 1920s phone uh with like a, yeah with and with like the separate earpiece yeah uh in the attic so she just hooks that up and a pamphlet for a museum exhibit about a fox fairy falls, and she right. starts reading that and learns. So th- about this how...
0: is this is the first piece of the the puzzle uh, that yeah. like the the fox fairy puzzle because they will keep finding little fragments of it cause there are pieces cut out.
1: Yeah, one of the pages is like not just torn out but neatly cut out in a square. Uh, so we find out that our naked sergeant has been like obsessed with the case apparently. And he keeps cutting himself with the cursed knife that she had used to uh, perform the tracheotomy, which I guess he had taken into evidence off screen or something.
0: Dude is incredibly clumsy. So this is his whole thing. Like, he is constantly injuring himself. He is never not bandaged from some sort of calamity he's caused.
1: I wonder if... I wonder if Death has already been looking for this
0: guy? Presumably... But, like he's too noble, he's too good, uh his, his, he, he's completely righteous in his approaches.
1: <laughs> oh he, he's gonna he's gonna suffer before the end. oh man, the shit that happens to this guy.
0: But like in a Mr. Bean sort of way, it
1: really is. it's It's played for laughs every time because it's like, oh, like the first time it happened, uh, I thought for oh man, okay, so he's the next one dead, and then he's just fine.
0: Yeah, it's just like slapstick like he just keeps it because he ultimately moves in because uh, yeah. like she's renting one of the rooms so that like she can make some money because now she yeah. doesn't have a job.
1: Yeah, he he moves in to uh one to investigate her and two to have a home because he doesn't.
0: And also to become the the handyman, although she doesn't realize that he's doing that, that they, like he's secretly fixing everything in the house because it's incredibly run down.
1: Yeah, so he returns the knife because he's like the knife from evidence because like ah, I keep cutting myself with it. So you better just take it. And she twirls it around a bit.
0: She's very skilled with the knife. Yep. I wonder why like I, I wonder where she gained that her knife skills that doesn't does come up.
1: not get explained because no. because she, she she is skilled she does like female prisoner scorpion shit with that knife
0: I mean like I, I guess it's she maybe she was going to be a doctor and then just like decided to become a nurse as like her her primary thing and not uh, doing the the I, I think it's like a couple extra years or something
1: i'm not sure
0: i don't know i i do not know how it works it may be two different flows yeah,
1: it could be so yeah she phones uh henrik and is like hey uh do you want to like come to the burger joint with me and henrik's like okay sure uh do you, i i heard your you got to rent out your room do you need some money she's like no no uh i don't need money and he's like oh wow i've never heard you say no before And I'm just like, that's a weird thing to kind of say.
0: Well, it's weird because he's just recently met her. (laughs) Yeah, I don't He really has no experience of her.
1: I don't fully understand Henrik's relation, like how he fits in. Well, I think it's just. Or maybe he just moved in real, like moved in on her real fast, I guess.
0: I think it's honestly. Well, to be fair, he's right because she is just going for absolutely every guy. That's true. To be fair, he is not incorrect. And um, also, I I feel like it's him just doing a stock line that he has and just it being inappropriate. But it's just a stock line. So he just throws it out there and no one comments on it because like she she is interested. She like she's always interested in any guy who's reasonably attractive, even if he's unattractive. Yeah,
1: so uh, they, they go on their date, and the whole time there, he's complaining about how shitty the burger, uh, the burger place is. Uh, compares Liza to an alien, and then leaves to go make out with a blonde girl in front of the window while Liza watches. Mm-hmm. And then returns and is like, "Hey, I'm gonna go leave with her," and then doesn't return the spare key that he had. So uh, great, great, great first date.
0: Yeah, super.
1: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the cop is fixing the boiler because uh, they've got no hot water because that's been broken. And so is all this other shit. And the ghost just kind of blows into the boiler and it turns into a flamethrower that just lights his face on fire.
0: Yeah, but, it's it's a Home Alone type gag. Yeah, but he, yeah, and he like totally like
1: looney tunes and he's just in the next scene with like his face is all black except for his eyes
0: yeah well it, it like it, it's it's totally uh, the ghost is doing home alone gags to him the whole rest of the movie oh yeah like just uh rigging various things in the house to like blow up in his face in various different ways supposed and like to
1: be they, fatal but it never supposed works to be out.
0: fatal but like he like the wet bandits uh has a cartoon resilience to all of them
1: <laughs> he does like Like, yeah, it's that that exact thing where if he was Daffy Duck, his beak would just be on backwards. And you'd have to, like, just tilt it back in place. So Liza sees... uh, So after Henrik's left with whatever the blonde, uh, Liza sees another couple like, Oh, wow, I never thought I'd find love through one of these personal ads. Oh, well, I never did either, but here we are. And... uh, so Liza's like, "Oh shit! I need to go get place a personal ad then," and she goes to the local Cosmo office uh, to place an ad.
0: Don't these people turn out to be really weird? Just as she leaves,
1: yes. As soon as she leaves, uh, the dude tries to be all grabby, and she slaps. Right, and she gets him
0: slapped. And, yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah, and he and uh, Liza just misses
0: it. Although, like, there are red flags in the conversation they're having. Like, he he seems. A little over-eager in certain ways. They, oh, they... yeah,
1: he's right. He's like, I replied to an intimate ad. You can mm-hmm. see I'm very intimate.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but that all that shit just sails over Liza's head, and she's like, right. I want to place an intimate ad.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, again, like it, it totally does seem... It, it, it's almost like a parody of the Amelie thing or of a uh what you call the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, where she's looking for the guy to fix. Like she's the Manic Pixie Dream Girl just seeking the right guy to do the knife tricks and magic with. But like they keep fucking dying on her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but a creepy dude with glasses is looking at her ad in the dark.
0: Oh boy! Uh, we,
1: later, we later learn he, it's in the dark because he's in a cupboard. That's yeah, where he and, goes when he gets anxiety.
0: <laughs> and he's like, uh, "A woman's womb is the gateway to hell." <laughs> 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 no, he's, he's not that bad. He's trying. <laughs> he's trying. He's not. He's not evil.
1: He's not evil, but he does get the wrong idea from the personal ad.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Uh, meanwhile she is reading Cosmo and it's like here's how to seduce people first try to seduce somebody who you're not actually interested just practice on them
0: you gotta so, nag someone <laughs>
1: yeah so she's like walking all sexy in front of the cop she's got like this new dress and she's like posing all seductively it's like kind of a see-through dress but <laughs> i love this shot the cop is like looking behind her and you can see behind her Two dress shaped holes cut into the curtains. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: that so good. <laughs> that like her her dress is obviously just two sheer pieces of curtain sewn together.
1: And she wears this for the whole rest of the movie. She doesn't it's, wear anything
0: yeah. else. It, it is her signature outfit. Like it's what she's wearing when she's distressed and wet at the police station.
1: <laughs> and oh, the cop's hand got caught in the sewing machine when he <clears> just <throat> touched it gently.
0: Yeah, womp, womp. after she had so skillfully used it to create her designer dress, <laughs> which is why it's kind of see-through, because it's a curtain. It's <laughs> like a it's, curtain. It's, it's one of those white kind of frilly curtains that you can obviously mostly see through.
1: Yeah, yeah, it kind of looks like a well, like a doily. Yeah. Uh, so she gets a reply to her ad from this uh, Ludwig guy, <laughs> uh, but she also sees in the shadow of the, of this plant or flower or whatever, it, the shadow looks like a fox and it kind of barks at her. Mm-hmm. So she, t- so she tosses the plant and uh, yeah, she gives herself a makeover and ends up looking exactly like the model at, on the cover of the Cosmo. Right. So at the burger place, she set up the date with Ludwig and he's hiding behind the pillar at first. And then he, when he finally does sit at the table, he can't stop staring at her boobs. And then he's like, so i've never been with a woman before uh how much is this gonna cost <laughs> uh. and she's like i don't know just buy me a drink okay
0: yeah he like there there is a, an obvious <laughs> there's like, an
1: obvious miscommunication
0: just really obvious communication with anyone who ever talks to her she's like from another planet like the 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 angel of death is a good match for her because like she has not (laughs) experienced uh any conversation with another human being who wasn't that dead body for what 12 years i
1: guess yeah because she hasn't hasn't taken more than two hours off in those 12 years
0: yeah she has exclusively been living with this person who like is immobile and does not seem to converse with her. Like, obviously knows nothing about her, even though she has spent almost 100% of her time with her for years. Yeah. So she no longer knows how to experience humanity or talk to people in any sort of way. (laughs) Uh,
1: Meanwhile, we cut to the cop uh, fixing another thing, and just he's just getting electrocuted.
0: Yeah, just casually
1: just casually getting electrocuted while still like turning the screwdriver
0: anyway re- regarding what i was saying there uh, uh, about the uh, uh stuff uh, it, it's it's like it feels like this movie is a metaphor for returning to dating after just uh having a lengthy severe depression depressive episode and <laughs> just being completely incapable to deal with people for a length of time
1: actually yeah it kind of reminds me of when i tried to do online dating a bit i was it didn't it never worked out never worked out although nobody died in my case that i know that's of. good that's good uh, definitely nobody died in my house
0: that's, I that can is ideal
1: Confirm that
0: yeah you were not involved in any deaths <laughs> let's just clear the air <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, i've never been to peter's rock
0: never been to peter's rock uh i just scared to go there honestly too many witches too many witches there. From what I hear, I—I I well, been, been there myself to confirm.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so Ludwig asks her, uh, "Are there any cupboards in your house?"
0: <laughs> he goes to hide in the cupboard. Uh,
1: so here's another part where I noticed that the chocolate outline from uh the guy the first who moment. choked on the fish is oh, the second, there now. Second death,
0: right in yeah.
1: the living room because the other because. Prior to that, it was just the lady in the bedroom. Right. And yeah, so he's hiding in a cupboard. And then and as soon as she comes back into the room, he jumps out and is like trying to pretend he wasn't in the cupboard. She has him <laughs> a drink and he's like hesitant to drink the alcohol. Because uh, he's she, never
0: had alcohol before, right?
1: I think that's what it was. And uh, it might mix badly with his medication. Right. But she puts on the music and he starts dancing and the ghost blows on him, which causes him to take a drink. <laughs> so as he's dancing, it's not a chalk outline. Sorry, it's masking tape because right, it gets yeah. caught on his foot. Right. And, and he trips on it and uh, he grabs her. He's dancing. He trips on the tape. He grabs her boobs. He falls over and dies because the alcohol mixed with his medication and killed him uh, instantly.
0: Yeah, so it, it was like severely contraindicated.
1: She, yes, and while she's lying underneath his dead body on the floor, she's looking up and she's seeing a fox shadow in the gross ceiling stains.
0: Or is it a metaphor? Uh,
1: could be both. So the cop is reporting to the superior. He how, and the superior is like, "Hey, so you haven't got any info. Uh, the old ladies haven't told you anything. You haven't learned anything about anything." what are you even doing? And it's like, oh, well, I think she's innocent. Yeah, but you haven't done anything. Tell you what, why don't I take a look at her phone records? Cause she obviously has a phone, even though she didn't make the phone call it, her not making the phone call right away is why one of the people died. So I'll do your investigation.
0: Okay. So yeah, fine, whatever. I, I really, uh, that, that sounds great. I don't want to do that job. It, it is weird. Cause again, it, it sort of echoes with our, our previous movie again. It's like, well, Obviously she's guilty. I've decided she's guilty. So why aren't you convicting her of her guilt right now? He's like, well, I don't think she is. So it was like, get but, me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. On.
1: Like find proof. You can be a horse Create to water, but fucking hell.
0: Yeah. But you know, th- something,
1: something hey. something and he's also and so then we cut to him like fixing the the toilet tank he's got the ladder balancing on the bowl and of course he falls then we oh here's where we get where they're in Japan where there's the blue samurai and the pink ghost lady but it's yeah. just like her and Henrik yeah heinrich and she, hein- heinrich. And, uh, she has a fox tail and he kisses her and then And then dies and she wakes up from the dream. And yeah, she's talking about how I think she's talking to the cop. She's like, I'm scared. I turned into a fox fairy. I keep finding shadows. I'm cursed.
0: Right. And she shares with him the the pamphlet that she found. And he is like, well, we're missing some pieces here. Uh, And they because he starts to track down the missing pieces, too. It's him who ultimately finds them.
1: Yeah, that's right. So she goes to the library and of course the ghost is following her. She's like looking at all this information about uh, Fox spirits and Japanese mythology and stuff. And she sits across from this uh, mar- this guy who's reading a marketing book. Who The ghost uh, scares him and then he just falls back on him from his chair, cracks his head open and dies.
0: Uh, rip Mr. MBA. Uh, yeah, th- this guy like. The the thing is, all of these guys who get killed off, I mean, none of them necessarily deserve this, but it is always kind of funny because all of them are kind of just generally dislikable in some fashion. They're all like, this person is a fucking dud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, basically.
0: And um, and this guy, like, it's it's like again, with with the, the dating metaphor, like these ones are a hard out right away. Like, mm-hmm. but him, like, it doesn't even get to a date. Like, this guy is an obnoxious MBA guy, and like, he he just like falls over dead when she's meeting him. It's like, no, no, dude, I can't even.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like she's not even meeting him for a date. She just sat across him from him at the library while she's researching her deadly curse.
0: But he immediately latches onto her, and that's what kills them. It's that's not her him. interest.
1: No, it's them being interested in her. That's that's yeah. actually uh, mentioned in the curse.
0: Which is, is kind of key. So yeah. yeah,
1: which of course, which makes sense because Tomi will kill anyone who's interested in her because only he's allowed to be. Right. He's extremely jealous. He's so jealous. So anyways, she notices that another person has died in immediate, immediate proximity from her. So she's like, she I'm actually going to... F- I'm actually going to get the fuck out of here and leave and just go home and not talk to anyone. And she drops her scarf. And this guy's like, hey, ma'am, you dropped your scarf. You dropped your scarf. Uh, let me return it to you, ma'am. Boom, hit by a bus.
0: <laughs> it's it's a classic Final Destination style. Like, uh, yeah, step into the street and just completely destroyed. And she just keeps going.
1: Yeah, so, so her living room has even more chalk outlines or uh, masking tape outlines now.
0: Uh, We've she had three looks, people die there now
1: yeah uh she looks out the window and this uh chimney or roofer worker guy just kind of looks glasses up at her waves falls off the roof
0: yeah it's it's <laughs> ramping up uh now just like people are just dropping dead everywhere and notably the police guy is not even though constantly he is being barraged by potential death
1: oh yes um Tommy is watching from the outside window to her bedroom while she is trying to overdose on pills. But then the cop comes in to save her and is like, but the way he saves her is kind of like weird. He's like, here, if you need to chew on something, uh, have this instead. I, I don't know if it's like a cracker that he gives her. I'm not actually sure. I don't know. Um, he,
0: he gives her something else. He, he's just kind of there for her nobly without yeah. asking anything.
1: Yeah. So, like, they're kind of, they start talking a bit. They they look at this one portrait that's hanging in the room of this beautiful woman. And he's like, hey, but you know what? And if you flip it upside down, the hair of the portrait, when flipped upside down, turns out to be a lion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which uh, this is going to come up later on. And he's like, see, it looks different depending on what angle you're looking at it from. But whatever way I look at it, you're innocent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, she she tells him about the she tells him about the Fox fairy thing in the pamphlet. And uh, they see that another picture on the wall that looks like a Japanese uh, artwork thing came from the pamphlet.
0: Right. It's it's what it's on the other side of the missing piece. One of the missing pieces. One of
1: the missing pieces. This piece actually has a way to break the curse or what turns out to be part of the way to break the curse. But is presented as the whole solution. It's The curse can be broken if somebody locks, loves the fox fairy with selfless love.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, at, at this point, we kind of already know is the police officer, although she yeah. is completely unaware of it as of yet.
1: Yeah. Uh, we have a hilarious scene of the cop falling off of a ladder and landing on a cactus in her
0: apartment. <laughs> It's it's like uh, the police cops thing on The Simpsons. Yeah. They actually do that gag, right? Someone falls on his butt onto a cactus?
1: Oh, uh, maybe. I think possibly.
0: I think so. I think the it's like one, done twice in the episode, actually.
1: The only one I for sure remember about that is when, like, there's somebody at the edge of the building and Wiggum's like, Don't jump. And the person jumps and the Wiggum just shrugs and looks oh, at the no. camera. Oh, no.
0: No, I mean the one where Homer changes his name to Max Power because there's a cop named Homer Simpson on this show called Police Cops, and it ruins his name for him. (laughs) I don't remember that. There's like a fake goofy cop where the the moron cop is named Homer Simpson, uh, and there is definitely a thing where he just falls on his butt on a cactus.
1: I must not have seen that one. That might be...
0: It is later down the line. Like, that's maybe yeah. season 12 or 13, like, near oh, where okay. I then stopped I, watching, too. Because,
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be past where I watched then, uh, probably. Yeah. So she figures somehow that uh, Henrik's going to be the one who loves her properly and breaks the curse. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't okay. know
0: why she would possibly think that that guy... She she doesn't have good radar for, for dudes. Although, doesn't. again... To be fair, she has spent 12 years not experiencing human beings.
1: Yeah, well, that's true.
0: Yeah. It's uh, like everybody coming out of the pandemic trying to date.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, God. So uh, Henrik shows up at Peg Bundy's house, but Peg Bundy is busy fucking her actual boyfriend. But but he's like, OK, well, I got to use the bathroom at least. So he uses the spare key that he had for some reason to enter Liza's apartment and use the shitter there. And he walks out, and this is his first time seeing her in the see-through dress. Uh, and so, of course, he looks her up and down, all creepy-like, and she's like, wait, are you the one who fixed everything? Oh,
0: yeah. right, she just yeah. kind of assumes he did. Like, I, again, she's very blind to the idea that this guy who lives here and has been gathering injuries while living here, yeah, uh, and who saved her when she was going to commit suicide, uh, that he would more likely be the person who's been doing all this stuff, but you know, he does have a key to the place and is arguably the landlord. So I guess she figures he was doing landlord stuff.
1: I guess. See, that's, that's why it's I wasn't charitable. quite sure about, yeah, that's why I wasn't quite sure about the relationship. Like is Henrik supposed to be the landlord? He kind of like, he
0: seems like it sometimes. It's weird because she inherited the place in the will so yeah. I'm not exactly sure what claim he has, but he does still have this key. And I guess like he the, the family maybe still owns a share of the house or something. I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm not really sure. It's it's not clear. Or, but like, or I missed the, it.
0: Yeah, but whatever the case is, for whatever reason, she does want him around because she's interested in him. She's overlooking uh, certain flaws in his character.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he takes her to a swinger bar. Yeah, his and, kind of place. Oh yeah, where he begins swinging with this. Uh, well, the Cosmo editor it turns out is like, oh yeah, no, I wrote that article. That's all bullshit. And yeah, they Henrik and the Cosmo editor start flirting. He ignores her.
0: Cosmo editor's like you know uh, men are just Meat and vanity
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah uh, But but Henrik still goes Home with her so, <laughs> so... <laughs> and, Like here I thought this was Actually real because he's talking about She's talking about the curses it's like oh well I'm not gonna die because I'm pure and Giggity and then he just Falls and, like bonks his head on the door and I thought I thought this was it And this was just how he dies I mean, and that would he's like,
0: totally be viable.
1: Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's why I thought it was. But he's like, ha, I'm just joking. And she's like, oh my God, that's not funny. Oh, well, actually, maybe it is, I guess. I don't know.
0: It's like, I, I guess I'm willing to roll with it. She's, she's willing to roll with a lot, she's willing to roll with too much. Too much.
1: So uh, Henrik turns on some music, and it's uh, Tommy Tammy's song until he changes the channel. And Tommy's like,
0: brumble, he gets mad. Brumble.
1: He never looks angry. He just looks like, ah, oh, rats, come on. I don't want to play my music. He never looks like ragey when this happens. He only looks like angry, angry when somebody's flirting with her.
0: Right. I, you know, one what, what of the weird things about it is ultimately he's kind of good for her. Like, he's steering her away from her bad impulses, where she can only be with the guy who's actually good for her. I, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's, I guess. It's sort of weird in a way. And, like, he's just like, destroying all the bad options that she is, like, throwing herself at.
1: So the cop and the ghost are watching her confess to Henrik about, like, you're the one who can love me, um selflessly you're the one who can break the curse and hendrick's like what the fuck?" Uh, he's yeah, like okay. sure yeah that sure. sounds good yeah baby uh, <laughs> yeah baby yeah so he falls asleep in her lap uh and when he wakes up she's asleep and the ghost blows into his hair which causes him to grab the ancient phone and pl- make a booty call so he leaves he leaves her to go fuck another woman like right immediately and the cop is like oh that's not nice so he writes her a sweet little letter it's like a picture with the with a note that says cherry blossom for aliens so uh, henrik is fucking this other lady and uh and the ghost blows the curtains open in the window so the lady's husband sees and calls a hitman he's like hey i need you to kill the guy who's fucking my wife and the hitman's like yeah okay
0: So uh, Rip Heinrich.
1: Yeah, so Heinrich shows up again at Liza's place like the next day or a few days later or whatever. And the (laughs) hitman just comes up and stabs him in the back of the neck, which causes him to fall and hit the doorbell, which electrocutes the cop who is currently fixing the doorbell. Uh, And the hitman, I guess, as he's trying to escape from the scene, falls down the stairs.
0: Does he die too? I
1: thought he died, but i'm not sure i'm not clear if he dies or not it's kind of implied he is because he left his daughter outside the apartment and it's implied that she's been there for a while
2: Hmm. but
1: nobody really mentions this hitman ever again except to say that oh yeah henrik was killed by some hitman so we finally caught up to the interrogation from the opening scene of the movie and she's like saying yes i'm an evil fox spirit i did all this And we hear that, like, bubbling sound coming from the back of her head. But it's their old Soviet coffee maker.
0: This is like a very silly gag that, like, it it seemed like something was like her head was going to like it was going to be like the end of the Oregonian where they're like driving into the sun or something.
1: Yeah. Or like like the hair was going to turn into an evil fox. But nope. Uh, Nope, it's the coffee machine. So Zoltan, the cop, shows up, and the, co- and the chief's like, holy shit, you actually survived all that? Yeah, I did. Anyway, she's innocent because a hitman killed Henrik.
0: Yeah, I saw it. I I was literally right there, getting electrocuted.
1: So, so you know, with him to say that she's innocent, uh, he's able to take her back home, and she's lying on the bed, and is all like, well, or what can I get for you? She's like, I want Mechburger. Of course. So... So he goes, and as soon as he leaves, she starts taking pills. And she's lying down right where the old lady was lying down when she died. You can tell because the, uh, the tape outline is still there.
0: It's much larger than her, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she dreams about being in Mechburger with Henrik, where she hands him the note uh, that that she thought was by, left by Henrik, but it's the cop, the, the alien... Uh, What was it? Alien cherry blossom thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is so right now we've got two things happening. We've got like her talking to Henrik, who turns out to actually be Tomi Tammy in this dream slash purgatory. And we have the cop hilariously slow motion running through the apartment, trying to get to her before she dies from overdosing on pills.
0: Mm hmm. The dream sequences in this, uh, like th- this whole dream sequence where she's in Mechburger with Tomi Tani, th- this look really looks amazing. Here's where like it's lit with this pink glow under everything.
1: Oh, it's it's more. yeah, Yes, uh, this pink glow. Because what he does is like when he reveals that he's Tomi Tani, uh because basically she says to him like, hey, did you did you draw this? Yeah, I draw this. Did you also fix the sink? Yeah, I fix the sink sink wasn't broken that's when everything goes all dark and like the whole city except for the mechburger is buried under snow but then like this this gorgeous scene like like really it can't be overstated how beautiful this is like these japanese mountains just sprout up and these like share cher- all these cherry blossom plants uh sprout up and start like blooming and meet immediately and like the mechburgers all lit with this pink and it's got like the falling cherry petals it's
0: it's it's like her in it's her dream version of the romance novel it's like this is what she envisions when she reads it
1: uh-huh. uh and he's like saying yes i i've always loved you i'm also the angel of death but it's been me. I've been killing all these people and I needed you to commit suicide so that you could be with me because that's how it works.
0: Yeah, and then you can be my queen of death. and We can, like, reign forever like this.
1: Yeah, so so back to the cop who's, like, slow motion running. And the way they do it, it's not, like, actually filmed in slow motion. He's just running
0: really slowly. It's so good. Great. <laughs> Always a good bit yeah
1: so he slips and falls and the chandelier falls on him
0: which is like the poster of the movie
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: like her lying on the floor and him with the the chandelier on his face on the floor and like all the chaka or the 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 tape outlines around on the floor around them
1: yeah yeah so we find out that yes the old lady has actually he Tommy Tammy met her when he was supposed to take the old lady's soul six years ago, but okay, he fell in love with her.
0: She, yeah. she has been essentially a dead body for six years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, but he fell in love with her. So he held off on collecting her soul just so that he could be with uh, with Liza. Yeah. Uh, the cop gets up from slipping and falling and having a chandelier fall uh, only to start. Slipping and falling again and his gun goes off twice. <laughs> and, and Tomi says to Liza, it's like, if you leave, the cop is going to face eternal suffering. And she's like, well, if I stay here, is he going to be fine? "Uh, Yeah, yeah, I, I'll let him go. And then like the whole cherry blossom stuff turns into black smoke. And uh, yeah, and she she agrees to stay with him. But the cop gets up again and just pounds her chest once like just hits the book that's lying on her chest which causes all these pills to shoot out of her mouth (laughs) and and the black smoke consumes the dream and she wakes up
0: because there's more destiny to fulfill
1: there is more destiny to fulfill so so the cop this is my favorite bit of the whole my like probably my favorite joke the cop's like i'll call an ambulance for you and then his (laughs) head just kind of tilts to the side and you hear this big crack sound is like i'll call an ambulance for me too
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's crazy all the suffering he's managed to go through without going to the hospital in this movie like the things that would kill every other lesser man in the movie because they are all lesser men than him
1: yeah but because he loves her selflessly he's immune to the curse yeah uh but
0: <laughs> so he just next... gets wily Coyote to buy all of them
1: Yeah he he's still in pain cuz like the next time we see him he's in a neck brace Yeah uh oh we it's also here we find the last piece of the puzzle the fox fairy's love for the person who loves her must also be pure
0: Yeah and and she finally realizes like his value and how good he is uh and uh so like it, They find the last piece when she personally realizes it, right? Like, Yeah. They they find the pieces after they've already accomplished uh, what they represent Mm -hmm. each time.
1: So yeah, he he's like talking to the chief, he's like, yeah I'm gonna move in with her once she recovers and then she's like, dude, be careful she's more dangerous, that woman is more dangerous than Ebola.
0: She's she's killed, like a lot of people have died in her proximity real recently. Yeah.
1: So we see, so we see him visit her in the hospital, and then the the window blows open, and uh, pardon me, and pink cherry blossom flower petals blow in the window, and then the chandelier begins swinging, and it freeze frames, cuts to credits, and I was like, oh, wait a sec, we still have more runtime.
2: <laughs>
1: so so then they do the hold it, we're not going to end the movie here. Obviously um, not. So let's go on to 10 years later. They have a daughter and they're going to go to Japan. But and, like and we see the cop has got like all these new and different bandages on him.
0: Yeah, that like Tomy has continued to just be a nuisance to him perpetually every day. Like he knows that he can't kill him, <laughs> but he is so petty with his jealousy that he will just like... Tag along with them everywhere they go just to make this guy's day worse.
1: Oh, yeah. Like the closing shot is uh, him
0: on the back of the car,
1: on the back of the car, (laughs) which is crashed and on the back of a tow truck.
0: Yeah, they're they're riding on the tow truck and he is riding on the car and they're just having a good time. Like they are used to this that like this is how life is.
1: Yep, and and then it says they all lived happily ever after until they died.
0: Yeah, because everybody dies. <laughs> it's kind of like the <laughs> the central uh, Soviet humor at the middle of it, all that blank kind of humor of like all of the black humor of these deaths. It's it's still like I mean everybody dies though, so it's still kind of funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I
1: needed this after that uh, witch hammer movie
0: it's a good contrast to it. And I feel like in both in terms of energy and in philosophy, even though like they both kind of emanate from the same region, they're both kind of taking their lessons and going in different directions with them. Like this is the morph, this is the actively feminine one. That's like, ah, you know, let's, let's have good feminine energy in the world. Whereas the other one's like, this is why it's bad to have toxic masculine energy in the world. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Really good CGI scenes for like the outer space bit, or or especially at the end, the the dream uh, netherworld, whatever, with the cherry blossoms.
0: Yeah, and the uh, looks great. Uh, uh, really beautiful set design. I, I think everything looks really good. Uh, it, it has it's it's kind of like the the Wes Anderson thing. Everything feels really heavily designed and appealing
1: yeah yeah um great visual gags too uh like like the the, the ever-increasing chalk outline or the like masking tape outlines that, that so many of them the guy even trips over one
0: yeah it's it's like in halloween too, where someone uh, slips on a pool of blood and get, knocks himself unconscious <laughs> it, it's that it's that gag which is great
1: yeah uh, uh yeah it's good times real it, really fun
0: it's really fun, uh and and just like uh, such a, a visual delight. Uh it's 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 such a cool looking movie. Uh and yeah, uh weird. I, I appreciate a, a boldly weird movie that kind of has uh, even though it's very black and dark uh in, in its comedy, it's uh it's it's got a positivity ultimately at the core of it all. Mm. It's like, yeah, we all die, so maybe be nice to each other and have fun. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: I guess. Uh, All right, well, any last thoughts before we head on to part three?
1: Yeah, I don't know if she ever got her crab burger. I guess that's why they're going to Japan.
0: Maybe they have them there at Mechburger. Burger. (laughs) Burger. (laughs) Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's weird. I I feel like it's maybe just made up for the book, but I could see... Well, I mean, obviously it is because uh, Mechburger doesn't exist, but it, it is possible that there was... Uh, uh, McDonald's Crab Burgers. Although, ew, for one, I mean, ew. I wouldn't be surprised because <laughs> McDonald's did have a pizza. True, I remember the McPizza. I liked the McPizza.
1: I think I liked it.
0: Uh, it was a long time ago. It, it was an extremely long time ago, and I was young enough that I liked it. Uh, but
1: I think that's what it was, yeah. I, I was but, a kid, that's why I liked it.
0: But there was, like, a McLobster circa 2000. Like, I, I remember, remember that, that being in local restaurants even, but not at the one I worked at in that period. <laughs> Thankfully. <Yeah.
1: laughs> I never, uh, yeah, I never had that.
0: No, I don't. I, I mean, I'm allergic to seafood, so obviously. Oh, well, yeah, there That you was go. a no-go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess we'll head on to part three. All right. And we're back for part three, where we're talking about other movies watched in the past week and deciding what we're going to watch next week. Uh, we got quite a bunch here. Nice. So first up is A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Child. Uh, they dropped the number out. It's like, yeah, this isn't a number five. This is a new new. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a knockoff of the previous one, basically. Right. Uh, right. So the, the previous one is The Dream Master. So, final girl who, you know, the dream master who can pull people into her dreams, right? hmm She gets pregnant, and Freddy is entering reality through the dreams of the unborn baby. Okay. From the moment of conception, notably, and he has a name and everything, and, like, there are all these dream sequences where she meets with him, and he tells him, I'm like, oh, that's the name I want to give my baby, and it takes her a long time to figure it out, because it's... <laughs> unspeakably dumb. Um, it kind of has no rules because, uh, oh. like, you know, it, it enters through the unborn baby's dream. So he can just show up whenever and mess with reality. Right, right. Uh, it's sort of incoherent as a result. Maybe uh, it really leads into him saying, bitch, he says it a lot. In this, <laughs> this is the first one where it's just all the time. Although it's it it's weird because of the it it feels a lot cheaper even though there's pretty good grody body horror that's kind of the one thing you can always count on with these, mm-hmm. but it it almost feels like a Hallmark movie at times. Oh really? It's, it's got well like with the whole ghost kid and her having dreams about him and her dealing right. with him and stuff, and it's sort of hazy and cheap looking. Very weird soundtrack choices too. Odd movie. Hmm. Uh, next up is Uncle was a vampire, aka
1: Ooh, this is that Christopher Lee one, right, or one of them?
0: Yeah, the first one in the Eurocrypt of Christopher Lee, cool. or volume two of the Eurocrypt. Uh, so th- he's he's basically Dracula. This is the year after he was in Horror of Dracula, like the, the big Hammer Dracula movie, mm-hmm. and he's not. He's called Count Rodrigo, but he is still like he's in Transylvania and he's. You know, classical vampire.
1: Legally distinct Dracula.
0: Yeah, he, uh, Count Rodrigo. Uh, and he, at the beginning, he has to uh, abandon his ancestral castle because they're blowing it up to make way for a nuclear plant. <gasps> oh, no. So, you know, he, he ships himself in his coffin to Spain uh, to live with his distant nephew, who has a castle as well. Okay. <laughs> But, of course, it turns out this nephew has gone bankrupt, <laughs> and he's just working at the castle. He lives there, but as a bellhop. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it's it's just this tourist attraction now.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> so Christopher Lee shows up. He's not in a lot of it. He makes the guy a vampire, and it's mostly this guy's adventures as a vampire. But it sort of becomes like a sexy farce. Just oh, okay. Uh, being bit by a vampire turns just all of the ladies on, so they're just all really (laughs) into him and Christopher Lee. It's weird. very silly. Interesting. Uh, Next up is Paths of Glory. Uh, This is the first Kubrick masterpiece, I'd say. Oh. This is his highest rated, like on IMDb Letterboxd. This is the highest rated one. Okay. In his filmography. Uh, It's 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 sort of absurdist in a way like it's it's much like dr strange love it's just it kind of approaches it with passion and anger instead of with humor and satire like you you see the the absurdity at times like um they they have a guy on a stretcher but set up like they tie him to a thing for the firing squad
1: right oh god okay
0: and and like uh, the the general says something like, "Oh, your men died wonderfully." It, it's it's like the bureaucracy of war. Like it's set in World War One, and there's Ooh, this, yeah, you know, World War One, <laughs>
1: the, the the really rough
0: one, the trench warfare. Uh, this is among it's set in France, and. Uh, it, there's this one incredible tracking shot, uh, that, that's sort of like it's 10 minutes long and they sort of have it interspersed with other stuff, but like, it's just Kirk Douglas who's leading the charge and he just has a helmet and a whistle and they just go <laughs> 10 minutes across no man's land. The man is blowing the whistle and everything's exploding around him. There are people just falling away, dying. It's like the 1957 version of, uh, the, the the opening sequence to saving private ryan it's very intense oh wow okay (laughs) nice and this is sort of like the 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 key battle because like they were sent on this thing by the generals who were like we think if you send enough men at this one hill you'll be able to take it and like well I mean, I, I, I feel like this is practically unwinnable. It's like, we feel if you throw enough men at it, you'll have just enough to hold it uh, after everybody is killed getting it, you know? Oh,
1: great. That like, sounds
0: wonderful. Huh, I, I don't love that idea. And it's like, well, it's what you're going to be doing. So it's it's them doing that. And the thing is, one of the the battalions, their their commanding officer, he got up to the top and got shot dead and fell down. And so they never left. Okay. So a third of the forces just stayed in the trenches and the general's like, this is, uh, you know, an act of cowardice. So he wants to have 30 people executed, just 10 random guys from each battalion.
1: Oh, that's that's wonderful. That's a good
0: thing to do. And Kirk Douglas is like, that's absolutely insane. I can't believe I'm hearing this. And he talks him down to one guy from each battalion. So. He uh, Kirk Douglas is going to be, it, it becomes a legal drama. He's going to uh, argue in the court martial for these guys not being executed for cowardice. Okay. And we have each of their stories. One of the guys uh, was on the charge the whole way because he, he was in group one. He was there right to the very end and then just everybody else died around him. So he had to go back. <laughs> I see, and he he got chosen because he's just kind of a misfit, and people don't like him very much. I feel bad for this guy a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just kind of a, a, a sad guy. Uh, he's the yongri of the group, kinda. Oh no, I I guess uh wh- one of the other guys he just he saw his commanding officer do something drunkenly that like would get him in a lot of trouble, so he throws him in here to kind of deal with it. Uh, and then there's a third guy who he was unconscious the whole time. <laughs> oh. But he he's the guy that the commanding officer fell on, and he got, he got knocked unconscious, and he just couldn't participate. Literally, like he just oh, was geez. not there.
1: Well, you should have tried harder. They don't give trophies for t- participation.
0: Yeah. That. Uh. So it it is a thing where like the the absurdity of it is still that like well. I mean we're still definitely going to execute these guys to set an example.
1: Yeah, don't have really unfortunate things happen to you on the battlefield.
0: Yeah, it'll be good for morale. Uh it's it's a brilliant movie. It's it's very dark. And and I do like there there's clearly humor and absurdity in the corners of it, but even though it's a very angry about war. Cool, cool. Which I feel is sort of the, the core concept of uh, Kubrick's oeuvre. War is something he returns to a lot.
1: He does, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, more than anything else. Uh, next up is Ants. Ants. Uh, <laughs> ants. That's with how an exclamation you get ants. point. Yeah. Uh, it Happened at Lakewood Manor. It's an alternate title. It's a TV oh. movie about toxic ants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They, they they start pouring out of the ground because they've eaten a bunch of toxic insecticide that doesn't kill them. It's this new in- experimental one. It just makes them angrier, and more aggressive. Does it make them giant, too? It sadly does not. It they, oh. It's a TV movie, so the effects are really cheap, cheap to the point that, like, you know what's really cheap? If someone is just, like, patting at their clothes and going, ah, oh, ants. <laughs> Not the not the bees. They're in my eyes. Probably. Well, in that in that scene, you will notably notice there are bees.
1: <laughs> yes, but they are not in his eyes.
0: But you know they're they're all over his face. If yeah, in, in this sort of case, it's like ah, uh, I'm hitting my clothes because ants are inside them. Uh, you, you get some oh, of that. Oh, you can't see them, but sometimes <laughs> you see them. But a lot of the time, like, come on, we got a budget.
1: Uh, okay, I got you. <laughs> right on.
0: So the thing is like the hospital has left all these they're they're doing a bunch of renovations and they've left all these like crates with meat residue on them out back. And we see <laughs> <laughs> we, we see the ants crawling all over them and swarming is like, oh no, they're gonna get a taste for blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like this, you know, a a visiting Moppet, because you know, this is a lakeside resort hotel, right? Uh-huh. and uh, he's he's dumpster diving for bottles to return for candy money obviously he gets swarmed by ants and you see this kid running covered in ants and sort of kicks off the whole riot <laughs> uh, ultimately you end up with like three or four people who are trapped in the hotel because there's a moat of fire outside to deal with the ants and keep them in the hotel but like <laughs> the the hotel owners in a wheelchair so she can't cross that so they're going to try to get her out of the top with a helicopter <laughs> and this is a TV movie, so keep in mind, really cheap effects, leisurely TV pacing, some really obvious spots like da 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 da. da. It's like, oh, it's a commercial break.
1: <laughs> oh god, yeah, okay. <laughs> right on.
0: Uh next up is the master with the crack fingers. What? It's it's definitely supposed to be The Master with the Cracked Fingers, but on-screen title is Master with the Crack Fingers. <laughs> uh this is a Jackie exploitation movie. Oh, uh it, it's represented in in uh, the list currently as uh Tiger Cub of Tung, which is Jackie Chan's debut film, uh, cuz okay. most databases list it as an alias to that film. It has some pieces of that movie in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's it's like one of these Al Adamson ones where people picked up, you know, some footage from Tiger Cub of Kwantung and then they made their own new movie and they kind of just put in little bits of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, part of it is like another kid power movie. It's, it's Gold Ninja Video, the same one that did um, Kung Fu Wonder Child.
1: Okay, cool. Right on.
0: So there's this boy of indeterminate age. I can't figure it out because he's got a pacifier that he's sucking on. But like he's also peeking in on kung fu lessons. And he has some strong opinions about how uh, kung fu is for the people and should not cost money. Interesting. <laughs> so I don't really know how old he's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, he, he ages into Jackie Chan in a jump cut. <laughs>
1: uh, maybe he's a raver and that's why the pacifier.
0: Maybe, maybe. Ahead of his time. Because is yeah. like 70s. Right, right. Uh, he meets this weird old man who's like a drunken master type, of course. Mm-hmm. And he trains him. We have a lot of scenes where Jackie Chan is interacting with this mentor. But it's like they're in obviously other movies. <laughs> 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 see jackie chan look over and then you'll you'll have the mentor say something and we'll we'll have like shots from really far away of a guy who kind of maybe looks a little like jackie chan doing some things in training with the guy (laughs) that sounds fun that stuff's pretty fun my big problem with it is there's like this really long comedic fight scene that's just the mentor and this guy who calls himself mahjong fist who's like this guy who cheats at Mahjong and gets in a fight with this guy, but neither of them are any good at fighting. So it's just (laughs) slapstick comedy flying around. The the movie is totally incoherent. Like, I don't know. I, I have no idea what the plot is or what Tiger Cub of Kwang Tung could have been about from what I see here.
1: (laughs) All right. And that's, what is it? The man with the crack fingers?
0: (laughs) Master with the cracked fingers uh next up is the other side of the mirror uh here the other side of the mirror should just be a wall right you would think so but maybe it's the mirror universe oh fuck <laughs> so it's it's another franco Jess franco uh hazy incoherent stuff nice this is kind of like high premium level franco uh it's it's this girl who has a really jealous dad uh, he is, of course, played by Franco mainstay Howard Vernon, who's in just like almost all of his movies. OK, uh, and he forces like she's got this boyfriend and he like he's super jealous. So he is is just like kind of forcing the guy to propose to her. And he's like, oh, OK, fine. Yeah, no, I'll I'll propose to her. All right. Jeez. And they're going to get married. And then on the day of the wedding, he hangs himself, the, the father, just to okay. ruin it just for the purpose of right what a jerk yeah uh and in doing so i guess he enters the mirror universe because like she sees him in a mirror hanging behind her first and then for the rest of the movie he appears in mirrors and like tells her to kill men who are attracted to her like the fox fairy thing kind of of course yeah yeah uh, any, any guy who tries to court her, but it's, it's, it's Franco and it's really b- breezy and a lot of it's just taking in Madeira night, nightclub life. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh, Next up is Live and Let Die.
2: Live and Let Die.
0: Such a good
1: Garden
0: song. Theme. Tremendous uh, Bond movie. This was the first Bond movie I ever saw. Uh,
1: This is the first Roger
0: Moore I ever saw. It's the first Roger Moore. Oh, well, Um, I
1: definitely didn't see it when it was new.
0: Right. Yeah, fair. Uh, (laughs) I I think it came out well before either of us were alive. Uh, This is Bond doing blaxploitation, which is pretty (laughs) (laughs) cool.
1: I remember, like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, so this is just James Bond versus all the black people,
0: isn't it? Well, Yafit Kodo is the main bad guy, and he's awesome. He's so good. I,
1: I remember just loving the shit out of this movie.
0: It's pretty fun. Like it's kind of incoherent. Like there is not a plot to be had in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, well, Baron Samedy,
1: There, it There's... might actually have an undead voodoo ghost.
0: I don't know. He does seem to come back from the dead a few times, and like he is, he does succeed at the end. Like they seem to kill him, and then he's like on the boat at the end. Like I thought it he, was. I yeah, I couldn't remember. It was a train or a boat. It might be a train, but he gets like it is a train. That's right. He gets the literal last laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like he's he's laughing as they uh, go away on the train. And yeah, the whole voodoo thing. There's all those awesome motorboat chases.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot
0: about that. And it's the Everglades. You got gators. You got James Bond running on gators. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Like I I hate J W Pepper. <laughs> the racist cop Who just mm. like For some reason showed up in another James Bond movie later was popular enough That they're like let's do that again <laughs> uh, Yeah no,
1: this this was one of my favorites And probably is my favorite Bond Theme song
0: It's up there My my it, favorite is You Only Live Twice
1: Oh I don't know that one off the top of oh, my head
0: That's so good uh, That's the Nancy Sinatra one uh, Also oh. my favorite Bond movie but yeah, this one's uh, way up there It's it's a tremendous McCartney theme
1: Oh yeah Guns yeah. N' Roses all famously did a very good cover of it too Pretty
0: good cover, yeah A uh, 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 Very Axley Living yet yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah Yeah
0: he's, he's like the Mariah Carey of male singers In the early <laughs> 90s <laughs> right?
1: Oh my god, yes
0: uh, Next up is The Shadowed Mind so this one's a an 80s South African giallo. Ooh. Ooh. Very little seen. This has less than 100 ratings on IMDb when I looked at it. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> uh, it, it was basically banned in South Africa when they made it, and it didn't really get distribution elsewhere, so it's kind of just coming out. Oh, wow. Uh, pretty cool color scheme, like really, really colorful, blue and yellow color gels for a lot of stuff. Hmm. So it's it's all of these relationships between these patients who are in an experimental institution for people who have sexual dysfunctions.
1: Uh, so like people who can't get it up or?
0: It's more that they have like paraphilias. Uh, the, there's a new girl who comes in who's a flasher. Oh. But like when she arrives, there's also a slasher. Oh, uh, and somehow suspicion never really seems to fall on her, <laughs> even though she's the new girl. Uh, but yeah, so a, a bunch of people start getting slashed because, uh, you know, it's a giallo. But it's right. weird because it's kind of mostly just about all of these patients who are all having sex with each other. <laughs> it's mostly guys uh, there. I think there's two girls in there and one of them is the first victim. OK, uh, very interesting. Hmm. Uh, Next up is Teenagers from Outer Space. Uh, This is Ed Wood esque, very Ed Wood adjacent. (laughs) It's it's an independent fifties, you know, sci fi schlock thing, right? Really low budget. Right. Yeah. Uh, These this uh, spaceship arrives in like Bronson Canyon, and, and they're like, there's two teens on the on the ship. Right. And and one of them's very idealistic. And one of them is really bloodthirsty, and he has a disintegrator gun.
1: With my disintegrator ray, <laughs> I will destroy the Earth and claim it for the Martians, unless Duck Dodgers is able to stop me.
0: Like I think they are actually from Mars, so yeah, he <laughs> he is just like Marvin the Martian. He's out, there. and except his disintegrator ray doesn't turn you to ash; it just uh, turns you into a skeleton. Oh, OK, but but the fun thing with it is like they're all very obviously fully articulated medical skeletons with like rivets in them. <laughs> <laughs> my my absolute favorite shot is there's one part where uh, he's gotten this uh, college professor. He's disintegrated this college professor and people come in to discover him and he's like dramatically slumped over the desk, but a skeleton, of course.
1: Of course.
0: <laughs> and the the dramatic shot to show that off has them entering in the background. So the skeleton is really big in the foreground and down in the bottom corner, you can clearly see the medical laboratory stamp on the corpse <laughs> and the rivet <laughs> holding the hip in place. Great. great. <sighs> so like when when they land, a small dog comes up and approaches them and gets disintegrated by the the bloodthirsty guy. So right. – the idealistic guy, he finds the caller and he finds the address and he's like, I'm going to go see the owner. I feel really bad about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the owner's this pretty girl. They obviously fall for each other over the course of a day because they're teenagers. Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, the Romeo and Juliet thing, right? Of course. The most romantic
1: story that's a really actually good love story and not just a horrible waste of life.
0: Sure. Uh, and... It it turns out that the idealist guy is secretly the son of the great leader of this, uh, Mars civilization. Like he doesn't know it. Right. Uh, and either way, the loose cannon guy is out looking for him with the ray gun and just disintegrating people that he interrogates on the way there. (laughs) <laughs> just leaving medical lab skeletons all over town uh there, there's like a couple of them at the gas station uh and like the, the funniest thing to me is their whole plan is they want to turn earth into a farm for their kaiju lobsters they're going to make these lobsters that are the size of skyscrapers that will just decimate mankind and then they'll fish for them from the air <laughs> that's you their know plan what? it's
1: Probably the most interesting uh, alien takeover plan I've heard in a long time.
0: It's not bad. Uh, And they have one lobster there and like they they do grow it big and it's supposed to be kaiju size, but like it's clearly just photographically enlarged. And for some reason they make it scream. (laughs) (laughs) So every time it appears, it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Silly stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up, out of order. So I a, hate when
1: I see that sign on the bathroom when I'm trying to when I'm at like a restaurant or wherever and I got to go and it's like, oh, man,
0: you don't love that. This is a, a this is a malfunctioning elevator. Ooh,
1: that's a bad
0: one. You, you really too. don't want that. Yeah. So there there's four people who are stuck in this elevator. They they get in and something's wrong with the power. The alarm doesn't work, so they can't contact anyone. It's just mm. off for some reason. And no one's aware that they're stuck there. So after a little while, they're like, we may have to get out of here ourselves. And they, they start to like find ways to get out. Uh, and there's some there's some masculine personal dynamics involved because there's one lady and three guys. One of the guys is just this old guy who has a secret. But we won't oh. know it for a really long time. <laughs> okay. He's not the devil. It's not Devil Vader. It's like the, the M. Night Shyamalan one.
1: <laughs> the secret is I stopped the elevator to teach you a valuable lesson about humanity. Like like jigsaw,
0: sure. Uh I, I, I like the the woman is there with this guy uh but like he he wants to date her but he works with her and she's not really interested in him. Right. And then there's this third guy who's young and he's kind of cool but he, I think, is just there to rob the place. Like, I think he's a thief in the building. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he knows, like, he has some tools, and he kind of knows how to hack elevators, so he's pretty useful to have in there. Uh, and it, it's very good. Like, it's it's really well shot. Like, extremely well shot. A lot of really innovative uh, techniques. It's very minimalist in its design. Okay. Uh, Very tight, very tense. A lot of surprises along the way. Like, you you discover a lot of things about the people in the elevator it's pretty cool
1: interesting right on
0: next is halloween 2 this is the rob zombie one
1: dig through the ditches again and burn through the <laughs> witches again and slam in the back again of my yeah
0: yeah we, I, I it doesn't it. work it doesn't work <laughs> it's, it's it's about right uh this one's better than the oh. first one a little bit a little bit okay it's a bit more of a traditional slasher, so it sort of works. Like it, it has a bit of a structure to it that helps. Uh, not right. much, not really, all that much to do with the Halloween series. I feel like I, I guess it's kind of an ampli- amplification of what he was doing uh, with the first one, but it's it's weird. There's just like uh, Michael is in a hood and kind of looks like rob zombie (laughs) no and he's just like a dirty guy in a hoodie the whole movie with like a beard and really unkempt hair and he's followed around by a ghost of his mother and himself as a kid and they're just like all together all the time they're always having these conversations what he isn't he just says die because it's I know. It's still bad. Like, don't get me wrong. It's still bad. This sounds terrible. <laughs> my my big problem is just I hate the way Rob Zombie characters talk to each other. It's the worst. <laughs> mm. <laughs> They're all very unpleasant.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, that's a thing.
0: And it's very brutal like the kills are are just like kind of him getting a hold of someone and like slamming them into the ground 50 times or stabbing them over and over and over again or like there's one where he stomps on a guy's head until there's no head left. Mm. Like it's it's very amplified in that sort of way and it's sort of doing the slasher extreme stuff but yeah not 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 very good.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: But I've finally seen it, and I, I've finally now seen all of those, and, and now I'll move on to the David Gordon Green ones. Because I've seen that that one a few times, but not Halloween Kills yet. Kind of working I've up heard, to it. I've heard that one's supposed to be good. I've heard really mixed things. Like, mm. people seem to love it or hate it. It's one of those, right? Apparently it has a reference to Halloween 3. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last up is Attack of the Giant Leeches. Uh, this is another Corbin produced cheapie We got some dudes in rubber leech suits. <laughs> oh wow!
1: I'm looking at the poster and seeing what the monsters. Are. They don't look like leeches. They look like
0: they look guys, like the tentacle like... from Day of the Tentacle. Do you remember that they, game? They do. They so look. I I wouldn't be surprised if it legitimately was inspired by this. I goofy could stuff
1: see games. that.
0: Uh, it's, like, this small Everglades town, and, you know, there are leechmen come out of the swamp and attack people, because they, they, uh, radiation from maybe some stuff that fell from Cape Canaveral, because, you know, it's obviously Everglades, right?
1: Right, right, right.
0: Uh, pretty silly, very overheated, uh, very corny. like, there's this one dude in it who's in so many other Corman movies that are on mystery science theater. Like this is also uh, on a mystery science theater episode too. Of course. <laughs> so uh, th- there's a certain layer of humor that I'm like, I, I, I know so many jokes when I'm watching these movies. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay. So what do you figure for our second movie next week?
1: Well, the easy answer is live and let die. Cause we haven't done a James Bond on here. It's and it's one I've seen and one that I know I like. And it's fun I already movie. know that I'd have a lot to say about it. Um but you know what? I've been I haven't really been stepping out of my comfort zone all that much. At least not on purpose. I didn't know that Witch Hammer was gonna be so
0: far out of my comfort zone. <laughs> Ooh yeah. But it's a good movie. Yeah. It's just like yeah, it, it uh, takes you some places.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh I'm actually gonna think this time I'm gonna go with out of order. Out of order, very very yeah. good movie. I like yeah. this one a lot. Uh,
0: all right, yeah, cool. you, I hadn't
1: heard of it, but you, you sold me
0: on it. It's pretty cool. Uh, very, very like tense, very tight, uh, and it's quick. Like it's under 90 minutes. It I think it maybe is supposed to take place in real time.
1: Cool. Although we, we do got to watch uh, The Master with a Crack Fist one of these days
0: too. Oh for sure, I think that's one we got to watch uh, Maybe in a group uh, With yeah. some herbal Accompaniment because it's oh. very absurd <laughs> Alright So we've got a handful of additions Even though uh, we will not be choosing From the main stacks this week We've completed a stack so we're going to do uh, an in An inactive pick We've got a handful of additions that we'll just Mention for coming weeks Okay Uh, First up, The Secret of the Red Orchid is the next one in the uh, Christopher Lee box. So this is a German film. So it's made in Germany, in Hamburg, and it's in the German language. But it's set in the UK, and it has Klaus Kinski as... For some reason a Chicago gangster who's <laughs> running amok in England. So <laughs> Klaus Kinski, Chicago gangster.
1: A Chicago Okay. In and I, right, <laughs> I, I'm imagining right now do 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 do, do <laughs> Yeah. Do, 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 I
0: I really hope, hope they're they're not gonna pull out the the here comes Santa Claus. But uh yeah, it just the, the idea that klaus kinski for one as a chicago gangster for some reason in the uk but he's going to be speaking in german <laughs> uh that alone is like okay and so we're not done scotland yard call in the american fbi agent christopher lee <laughs> to come well, now take hold on him.
1: i thought christopher lee was english
0: he he is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have no idea why they're calling in him as an American FBI agent, but again, he'll be speaking in German because he does speak fluent German because he was a literal spy for 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 uh, the UK in World War Two.
1: The actual inspiration behind James Bond, if I recall.
0: That is correct. Uh, next up is Spartacus. That's the next uh, Kubrick.
1: Ooh, uh, I've been meaning to watch that one.
0: It's a good one. Uh, Kirk Douglas, reteaming with him. One of those huge sword and sandal epics. Uh, yep. I've seen it before a few times. Uh, pretty damn good, as I recall. You know, cool, cool. Gonna, the the best of those, it's it's a little tighter. It doesn't have the huge bloat of like Ben-Hur, which is like four and a half hours long. Oh, God, Ben-Hur. Too much.
1: I I saw it in school once. It took like a week.
0: Yeah. Like there's stuff that's good in it, but it's so fucking long, and there's just so much. Uh, I mean, it's it's what uh, like Inhale Caesar. The it's the story of the Lord, and like they do all that stuff in yeah. it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is Tarantulas: The Deadly Cargo. Uh, okay. It's a another made-for-TV one. There's a trio of made-for-TV movies that just came out that are all like animal attack ones. So obviously ants is one of them, and now here, uh, tarantulas. Yeah. Uh, spiders on a plane there there's an a plane full of ecuadorian coffee beans obviously <laughs> infested with tarantulas of course uh, and it crashes into a small california town and you know they people have to deal with them of course <laughs> all right uh next 36 crazy fists uh this is the next jackie exploitation movie uh, this one seems to be another Drunken Master clone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and and it, again, apparently, just uses a bunch of stock footage of Jackie actually just training, and then builds somehow a Drunken Master plot around it that does not contain him. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh, next, Air Doll, where uh, this is a Koreeda a film, and it's it, in Tokyo. This blow up doll magically comes to life, and uh, experiences the marvel of life in Tokyo All right <laughs> uh, As as a blow-up doll You know, sex doll
1: Of course, of course As uh, you do
0: Yeah uh, Next up, libido Which is a very early 60s yellow In black and white mm. Where this boy it, it, so This is a very fundamental one Kind of a classic uh, plot line idea This boy sees his father kill a woman During an S&M act So he grows up to become a really disturbed adult with uh, sexual issues. All right. And last one is The Celebration or Festin, which is sort of the core film of the Dogma 95 movement. I don't know if you're familiar with the concept.
1: Uh, I just know of the of the Dogma movie that uh, Kevin Smith did. I don't know if that's uh, what you're talking about.
0: Unrelated. Uh, Dogman okay. 95. It, it was like this manifesto that was created at uh, some film festival or another. Uh, and it, it's mainly, I, I think it was Danish filmmakers for the most part. And and sort of discussing like this manifesto of creating films with unity of time, uh, unity of place. Uh, so like, you know, they take place in real time. They're all set in one place. And uh, you don't use a lot of tricks. You kind of have to just rely purely on the raw story and performances. Okay. Uh, one of these things that was kind of just a a, a revolutionary film idea that kind of didn't go anywhere but produced a few interesting concepts. Th- this one's sort of the, largely seen as the best one. It's this lavish 60th birthday party, the whole huge family event, and just truths start coming out. <laughs> mm. Deep, deep, dark truths uh, start spilling out, and uh, uh, it ruins things for everyone. I see, I see. All right. Uh, so, obviously, we are actually choosing from the inactive stacks this week, and I've shuffled them quite a bit. So You'll see a lot of I've new stuff seen on here. i that,
1: yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's on here that wasn't last time.
0: I've been um. moving stuff around, trying to find a couple things, and uh, we we've shuffled quite a bit.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I see that Samurai Cop is on here.
0: We got Samurai Cop in there, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, also, Rikio: the story of Ricky, which is a good uh, good companion, I guess, to the female prisoner scorpion series. Yeah, I, I Similar, think. Similar, but not the same.
0: The, yeah, it, it seems to have uh, almost the same plot as the first one. Like, they even oh. have the thing where they're digging the holes.
1: Yeah, with a one-eyed warden.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it, <laughs> the splatter in that movie is next level.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I also see we've got a few dollars more, which will uh, continue uh, our Clint Eastwood journey into the man no Westerns, yep. yeah. Ooh, video nasties. I guess this would be the first one.
0: Volume one, yeah, the first uh, of the documentary the first volume of the like extensive documentary on that. So this one's sort of a more broad overview of uh, how it was enforced and sort of like what was banned. Uh, Whereas that second one's kind of delves more into the politics behind it. And that one guy,
1: Mm.
0: the one really grody guy. uh, Yeah. Mr. Burns. uh, Yeah. Whatever his name was. Yeah. Yeah. David something.
1: I think, yeah, something. Feynman, Furman, something like that.
0: Yeah. It's close to that.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, shit. You know what? I haven't... I've never seen Logan's Run.
0: Logan's Run is pretty fun. Uh, so there is a a future dystopia kind of thing, but it's set up like everybody thinks they're living in a utopia. Uh, and because uh, when you get to the age of 30, I think the, you know, red ruby in your hand goes off and they hunt you down and kill you because nobody uh, lives past 30. Or you you put them in this chamber where they ascend but it's kind of just like a blender. (laughs) Okay. All right. And like one of the guys who's a hunter sort of realizes the brutality behind it. And he finds this woman who he's supposed to hunt down and he, uh, starts to fight the system with her. Cool. Uh, pretty Um, fun movie. Uh, Very silly at times. It, It has a weird ending that you'll never see coming.
1: All right. Um, shit. Why don't we do Logan's run?
0: Because I've run. never
1: I've never seen that I know what I'm getting into a samurai cup Which is yeah. amazing
0: That's a fun time uh, Okay, so then Next week we'll be uh, Covering Logan's Run and Out of Order or Abwehrz, Uh Which doesn't mean out of order It means downwards <laughs> Ooh, Gonna be an interesting one Yeah, that should be a Good time all right. Uh well, do you have any last thoughts before we close for this week?
1: Yes, I confess to all of it. Everything you said. Yeah, I did it. I did it all. Whatever, even the stuff that contradicts the other stuff.
0: Uh but like uh uh the the devil uh made sure you couldn't see who else was there at the time, I take it. Or did who else did you see there? Who was it? <laughs> I saw
1: Oh, oh, you know who I saw. I saw the guy who gave me the wrong change at mcdonald's
0: <laughs> he, he was Skelling. there yeah ooh, that guy
1: ooh. yeah i mean he's, and the, he's, the person who cut me cookie. off when i was driving he's yep. a witch too or Definitely she whoever yep. that that person i got their license plate number yeah
0: well we'll, we'll, we'll report them to the inquisition dmv <laughs>
1: oh my god that sounds like the
0: that's going the worst isn't that worse. hellish
1: <laughs> that's like the worst combination of things anyone's ever put
0: together Uh all right uh thanks everyone so much for listening and